Hey, this is Chuck Dixon, and you're listening to Signal of Doom. <laughs> well, you know, for me, the action is the juice. I'm in. Travelers from Jerusalem Walking with a stranger down that dusty highway Two weary travelers from Jerusalem Walking with a stranger down that dusty road And they walked another hour to Emmaus town And shared their supper till the sun went down When he broke the bread and the word spread around That Christ was on that gospel road Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and John Told about Jesus on that dusty highway Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and John Told about Jesus on that dusty road How his pillows were the stones where they laid his head How the hungry five thousand on the hill were fed How they sent him to the cross, but he came back instead To walk upon that gospel road Paul and Silas in the midnight jail Were talking about Jesus on that dusty highway Paul and Silas in the midnight jail Talking about Jesus on that dusty road And they sang out rejoicing and the jail split wide The doors busted open and they walked outside But they went back to preaching through the countryside And walking down that gospel road So two by two and three by three They walked in his footsteps on that dusty highway Two by two and three by three They walked in his footsteps on that dusty road And they died in shipwrecks and in lion's dens And they died on crosses and the spears of men But when one fell back, two more would start again To walk upon that gospel road Two weary travelers from Jerusalem Walking to Emmaus on that gospel highway Two weary pilgrims from Jerusalem Walking to Emmaus on that gospel road On the highway to Galilee is Emmaus town It was here eyewitnesses saw him walking down When the three broke the bread then the word spread around That Christ was on that gospel road Matthew, Mark and Luke and John Told about Jesus on that dusty highway Matthew, Mark and Luke and John Told about Jesus on that dusty road How his pillows were the stones where he laid his head How the hungry five thousand on the hill were fed How they sent him to the cross but he came back instead To walk upon that gospel road Talking about Jesus on that gospel highway Ooh, 
Hello and welcome to Signal of Doom, episode 263. I'm Dave. I'm with the main man, Rich. Rich, how are you going? Very good, man. Been a busy, busy week. It has, and we've been busy on Signal. We've been pumping out, out the... You you replaced Dion in a bloody coup on Cinema of Doom. Slashed you throat and threw him overboard, basically, is how I saw it, Rich. Is that how it went down? Uh, from a certain point of view, I guess, maybe. If you, <laughs> if you want to see it in that sort of grisly, violent I, I definitely want to see fashion. it in that grisly, violent fashion. Now, for those who are wondering where uh, little Lord Dion is, he just is busy because he's had the new child. Um, but he will be returning to Cinema of Doom um, to do this long-awaited Boondock Saints for Brian Biggie at Inner Demons, who's been very, very, very patient, uh, as we all have to be with Dion. And um, But in the meantime, Richard swung in, and we did, for the Patreons, um, we did Action in the North Atlantic, which is now available on the exclusive Patreon feed on the Cinema of Doom, um, Cinema of Doom um, Patreon feed. And we've got another one coming up soon, which is the Kane Mutiny, which we're going to be doing in the next couple of weeks. Another Humphrey Bogart. Um, really, you can spot a pattern here that I'm picking the movies, and uh, <laughs> they're generally closing in on a hundred years old. Um, but yeah, it's 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 been fun, and uh, Rich, it's been a pleasure to have you on. And then you did a cameo on um, Dread or Dead as well, Rich. Yes, it's been a, it's been a big cameo week for me this week. Yeah, you're liking it, man. The fan club. Uh, you know, I, I I'm like it as long as, as I said, as long as no one's getting sick of me, it's good. <laughs> well, I mean, Rich, you know, at this point, they've probably endured so much of you that they they don't know what to think. They just you know? numb to it. They just yeah. numb to it now. They just accept it. Grim, <laughs> grim acceptance of their fate. Um, yeah, they surely with me. I mean, they put up with me even longer. And um, I mean, I've said before to Michelle. Sometimes I'm lying in bed. I'm like, it's a shame I'm not recording the kind of thoughts that I'm just lying in bed. And she's like, I'm not sure it's a shame. It's a blessing. Well, yeah, you know what? Me. Maybe one day you can with uh, Elon's uh, uh, neural link. You know, you can just literally upload your thoughts to the Elon <laughs> Musk. Seriously, I, I don't. I, I I'll be on the record. I can't stand Elon Musk. And but like one thing that I don't That's care. Of you, but anyway. Well, I don't, no, but one thing I don't care about is this thing about him buying Twitter. And you were saying before that just it just feels like the overreact. Like who gives a shit who owns Twitter? I who I don't even know who owned it before. Um, how do you feel about him buying Twitter, Rich? Is this a concern for you, or you know, happy? I'm not news? on Twitter, so it doesn't bother me. But I have been enjoying. <laughs> I have been enjoying the absolute fucking meltdown of a lot of. Uh, Why though? But what's the big thing? I thought Elon Musk was little Mister Go to Mars and give everyone the electric cars, you know, or sell them at huge oh, prices. Oh, mate, mate. So. You have to remember, so he like like me, he's from South Africa, right? So Is he really? I didn't know that. Yeah. So f- now for some reason, because people hate him, right? They see him as racist, they see him as oh. sexist and really? all this stuff. He's the worst person on the planet. And so he, oh. some person actually said <laughs> on TV, Yeah, Elon Musk bought Twitter because he misses apartheid and he wow. wants to make Twitter like apartheid where he can segregate people and he can have racism on the platform. Wow, they're re- so they're and really. If that is not an unhinged take, I don't know what. I is. didn't even know he was South African, um, and I've never. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 he's a huge fucking geek, and I find him annoying. But um, I one thing, well, if he if he could get to Mars, I'd forgive him for all his crimes. If he would actually focus his brain on that, I'd be happy. Well, there's so you know? much that he's working on. I mean, obviously, he's got he's got Tesla 
He's got Neural Link mm. that he's working on, which is basically like you know. Uh, I don't give a shit about Matrix. That. I don't give a shit. But about I'm just that. saying, That's it's not basically you know, ah, it's going to happen. Don't you worry. And then he's obviously working on Space Link, which obviously is um, getting What's to that? Mars and all this sort of stuff. But what I find, but the joke I love though is not only is he the richest man on the planet, yeah. he's the richest African American on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually funny. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't know that. I, I thought he was. I'm not even sure if she's white or black. I thought he was like married or something to a black woman, like a singer or something. Uh, God, I don't know, man. He's he's, yeah. he's had quite a few different uh, wives, chicky boos. So I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, but like he paid, didn't he pay forty four billion for it? Which I was surprised it was worth that much in the first place. Like it wasn't actually because they just had their quarterly earnings come out, and he definitely overpaid. Yeah, but yeah. I think he meant to because yeah. So my understanding of it is mm. if they did not take the offer, right. his offer, right, right. Uh, the board, if the board didn't take his offer and then the quarterly earnings came out and then the, the value of the, um, the shares dropped, mm. yeah. then the board would have been held, been held responsible right. for that loss of, of money to the investors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think they knew. They were like, dude, the quarterlies are coming out. Yeah, we haven't grown. In fact, we're losing money. It's mm. going to come out. It's going to show that the value of the thing. So, if we do not sell, we're going to basically be in a lot of shit. So he basically cornered them into a. Yeah. Uh, well, again, it just shows you he's a savvy. He's not only an engineer; he's oh. a fucking savvy businessman too. Or well, at least he surrounds so. himself with smart business people. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's definitely sure. fucking clever and knows how to move and operate. Like, good for him. I mean, I, I don't understand why anyone wants to pay that much for Twitter, frankly. Like, but, well, you know. Well, my understanding is is that he is trying to protect um, free speech. Right. Okay. So, like, what he's noticing is that there's so many people just getting banned from just, like, just from making jokes. Yeah, well, that's good. That's, see, that's one aspect where I'm, like, good. If it's a, if it's a strike against cancel culture, good. Because I'm sick of these fuckwits. But Twitter's full of those fuckballs, you know? Oh, well, that's basically Silicon Valley, man. Like, it yeah. doesn't matter whether it's Facebook or Twitter or whatever. Mm. They have taken upon themselves to be the arbiters of yeah. what is good and what is decent and what is allowed and... Sure. what is moral and all that sort of shit and all that and it really shouldn't be like that because guess what real life isn't like yeah like well. i mean you know uh and and again what's always pissed me off and again this is why i don't this is why i don't do the facebook i don't do the twitter thing and all that because it's just so stupid to me that people complain when i'm like but they offer you a block button yeah well like, it's true. you see something once you don't like you block and then you never have to see again so you can curate your own fucking mm. timeline you know what i mean you can yeah. You can just follow the people you want and block the people, and then you never have to hear them. So I don't understand the whole purpose of banning when, yeah. when you've given people a block button. That's well, that's the only thing I don't understand. Unless they're I breaking mean, the law. I, I, you, know. I, you know, yeah, there'd, there'd be that. There's a lot of bots on there too, though, Rich. I think he's trying to cleanse out a lot of the bots. Oh, he's definitely. So he's going to, he says something, what did he say? It sounded so sci-fi. He wants to validate every human <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, exactly. Gee, I wish someone would pay me a fucking one billion for all my tweets, and they, they could fucking have it. That, I'm for sale for a billion dollars when it comes to my oh, tweets. Dude, some idiot bought Jack. So Jack Dorsey, I believe, put out the very first tweet. Ever. I saw this, yeah. And yeah. some idiot bought it, and then he tried to like sell it at auction, and it only Pathetic. made like a fucking tenth of what yeah. he paid. No, well, less, dude, does. less, less. He yeah. paid. He paid. Well, like, I'm, I'm trying to be generous, but yeah, like. Uh, that's why I said, don't buy digital, man. Digital has no fucking value. Yeah, wow. 
heavy stuff, man. I like it, Rich. So how has your week been apart from the Elon Musk Twitter controversy? Oh, pretty good. I'm completely over my, my little flu. Oh, that's right. You, yeah, you, you were struck with the plague earlier this week when I, we did a little meet and greet, and I, and I said, is it COVID, Rich? I was pretty much behind a hazmat suit, and you said, no, it's just sniffles. But you sound fine today. Yeah. You know? I usually just force it out of my body. I was, I was ready to bury you, you know, pill for your shelves, <laughs> you know, loot the place, you know, get those no, savage I hate, sort of... Like, I hate being sick. It's almost like I meant... I do mentally, like, I usually get over it within, like, three days just yeah. because I just... Mentally, I just don't want to be sick. And was that so I, was I that just... the visit where I said, "Rich, can you go get the seven sort of coat?" And he made you go and get the seven sort of coat. No, 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 no. <laughs> I think that was the, the um, prior previous one. Yeah, was and the... then and then I sat at the table and read seven sort of coat for ten minutes. <laughs> I was pretty happy with myself. Um, yeah, but do you have those just ready to go in case I'm over and I'm like, oh, "Rich, can you go grab the seven sort of coat?" <laughs> You seem to get them yeah, fairly fast. I, I, well, I don't keep them in a box just in case. So. Well, yeah, you seem to get them fast. It was pretty quick service. Well, you asked me like about at least five times now to bring it out, so I just don't bother putting it back in the box anymore. <laughs> just keep it on the shelf. And Davey's happy. Um, so have you seen, Richard uh, – oh, by the way, I was listening to um, some Eagles today. I tell you an album of theirs that doesn't get enough praise, One of These Nights. I know the song is a big hit. But the actual album is a is a banger, man. It's got lion eyes, you know. She, you can't hide those lion eyes, and um, one of these nights, and, and plenty of other classics as well. Take it to the limit. Are you familiar? Yeah, my with- mess, my, my, I am because my dad's a massive Eagle fan. So yeah, it's um, pretty fucking good yeah. stuff. In the, can you imagine the set? I'm going to paint your picture, Rich. Seventies. Uh, you'd have the album cover. You'd obviously be in the dark, you know, the violent beyond. You could probably pretty much be rolling joints or doing lines off the cover. You know, like, the, remember the buffalo head on the cover? You can just imagine mm-hmm. just kicking back. One of these nuts. One of these last the buffalo, the buffalo skull, right? Yeah, the buffalo skull thing. Yeah yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And, like, we're just snorting lines on that or something. Pretty cool. Yeah, why not? Okay. Keep it, keep it, keeping it fucking real in 76, man, you know? Doesn't sound very sanitary, but sure. Oh fuck it, man! Like you know, I'm you know I'm anticipating. It's been a long day, you know, and just you're just staring into the abyss. And like, let's let's fucking party hard on this, you know, and be good fun, good times and rock and roll. It's rock and roll, man. At the end of the day, you made a comment before the show, Rich. I'm actually, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I'm just actually shocked that you 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 fantasize about so much. I'm actually surprised that you're not some sort of recovering hardcore junkie. <laughs> well. I'm just saying, if, if, you get, if you're going to go the rock and roll route, you've got to go all the way. Now, you made a comment prior to the show, which, which stunned me. I was questioning on the Rolling Stones, and I forget what song it was that I was going crazy about. It wasn't Painted Black, but you made the comment overrated, Rich. I'm not a fan of the Stones. Yeah, for me. I mean, I'm yeah. not saying they are overrated. I just, I think they You just don't like that rock and roll, man. I don't. I wow. honestly don't. But you don't you like harder rock? I from memory, don't you quite like some hard rock at times? You know, like almost metal. Yeah, but mm. I don't know. I just find I just I don't know. The the, the their music just doesn't resonate with me. It just wow. doesn't. I don't know if it's maybe Mick Jagger's voice. Sure. Yeah. Um. I I just I don't know what it is, but I've just never never caught it. 
it's yeah, it just never ever sort of seeped into me where I'm like I'll be honest with you, like when I used to listen to the radio a lot, I mean first stone song came on, I would literally like change the channel. You'd flick it. Yeah, you didn't know start it up. That's yeah. right. Start it start me up. You know, well, I think like, switching over. You'd be switching over like fuck the <laughs> Rolling Stones. I love this stuff. I mean, I don't begrudge anyone. I mean, everyone's sure. got different tastes in music, but I just, I don't know. They just never, never caught you. Um, never, never caught it in it, you know. But I mean, I, I don't know. So, I, like, if I, I think it does maybe just come down to voice because I mean, one of my favorite singers is obviously uh, Steve Perry, the guy so from um, what's he from? Journey. Journey, yeah. Yeah, keep yeah, I don't keep believing. Keep believing. Massively underrated. Like I think he's got one of the best voices, like ever. What's but the song? Keep on believing. Is is that it? Keep on believing or something? They've got. A, uh, oh, you mean from from Journey? Yeah, yeah. Like, is it Keep on Believing or something? Like, it's the, I think it's just called Believe. I think it's just called Believe. Yeah, it's a good song. It's a great song, actually. Oh yeah. Oh man, they had some. Fucking really good songs, and he mm. and he had some good songs when he went um, uh, solo. When he went solo, because he mm. went solo for a little bit as well. Sure. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely. One of the first songs that he did, or that they released, was a, a sort of a love song for his girlfriend. Right. Uh, which is good but I mean, yeah, I mean, faithfully, don't stop believing. Um, don't stop. Uh, yeah. Separate ways and all that. Like, uh, I just think they're massively underrated, and I guess that's why people like Rolling Stones, who I feel are not as good, just me or why I just don't oh. bother because I'm like I don't think you're as good. Wow. That's but a, again, it's yeah. got to, I think it's more to do with the voice. I think the writer is obviously very talented. Yeah, they've obviously written technically good songs, but I think it's just maybe something about. Sure. Um, I mean, it's a hot take, um, Rich, but it's not the first maybe time. Maybe it's just Mick Jagger's voice that just annoys me. I don't know. It's not the first time you've given a hot take against the, against yeah, popular culture. Don't What's fucking next? You don't write Elvis? Like Jesus. Like, oh, um, yeah, sorry, Dave. I've been, I've been keeping that from you. I've been meaning to tell you something. <laughs> <laughs> Look, that's the thing. Music, art, entertainment, it's all subjective. It's true. Like, it you is. I mean? you, you're 100% right. And, like, it's you know what it's similar to? I'm not a Led Zeppelin fan. I can never understand the appeal. But I understand they're a great fucking band and fucking everyone in the world who likes music loves them apart from yeah, me. Yeah. It's You know, it is what it is. Like... Um, I mean, it's the same. I'll be honest with you. My cousin is a massive Elton John fan, but I'm sure. like, I mean, he's a right. I love Elton John. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, I'm just saying, like, everyone has their favorites or yeah. whatever, and sometimes they are super famous or popular people themselves, or sometimes they are underrated. Or it's true, man. It's true. Yeah, heard of, so. Now I'll tell you something. I saw this week Uncharted. I caught the movie. Did you have you seen it? No, I'm bothered to watch that. It. I'll give you my review. Okay, so, look, Tom Holland is underwhelming. He's okay, but he's quite underwhelming. Uh, Warburg's okay. I found it, especially the first half, quite boring and hard to keep my attention on. I, it just wasn't grabbing me at all. Uh, the final act of the, of the movie was actually quite good, and the set pieces from the game were also very good. It did have some really good visuals, and it wasn't a terrible video game movie by any means. He's miscast. There's no way Tom Holland should have been the guy to play Nathan Drake. Um, and the start of the movie is a little plotting, frankly. Uh, it, but the the last act is actually pretty good, and it caught my attention fully in, like, the last third. And by the end of it, you're like, oh, that wasn't too bad. But when I remember it, I'm remembering the, the start of it was actually quite boring and slow and just 
it it wasn't very. I mean, from what I saw from the trailers, I obviously saw that they were hitting the big set pieces from the games. Mm. You know, like the um, the, the airplane. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's um, huge. That's how. That's I how mean, it that's, starts. Yeah. Well, that's straight out of the video. That's straight out of the game. Uh, yeah. I think it was the third game. I want to say. I think it's the third game has that set piece in it. Right. So I knew they were gonna. I knew they were gonna copy a big, big, big set pieces. But as I said, once I just saw the casting, mm. I just went. Is, I, I don't know how you cast this movie. I just don't know how you look at Nathan Drake mm. and Tom Holland and go, nailed it. Yeah, I just, I just don't. I, I don't know how you do that. I just, you know. I so once you I get the casting wrong, I just go, no, I'm not really. Like, look, when it comes out on streaming or I'm bored enough or something, I'll I'll check it out just because you know. Well, it's out on streaming now. That's how I saw it. It was. It, it's just gotten released. Um, in what platform? I don't know. Uh, I may have sold some seas to get there. Um, but, yeah, look, it was, it's out. I also saw, I, I'd give it a 6 out of 10. I also saw Ambulance, the Michael Bay movie. Now, I would recommend you see this, Richard. It's a good heist movie. Uh, it is not a normal Michael Bay film. Um, it's not, it's a different feel to his normal movies, but it's still quite high energy and, it was pretty damn good. I'd give it like a seven out of ten. I, I enjoyed Ambulance. Actually, we, we we watched both of them in a row. Okay, so did maybe the lower bar of Uncharted raise the bar of Ambulance? Uh, I think we we watched Ambulance first. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, yeah, we watched Ambulance well, first. Maybe, maybe maybe that's why Uncharted didn't live up because maybe yeah. the Ambulance bar was higher. Ambulance to me. Oh, look! I mean, let's be honest. Michael Bay has always made good action movies. I mm. mean, you can you can call him, you know, um, over reliant on explosions or mm. whatever you want. But I mean, Michael Bay does know how to make a good action. Uh, this one has a bit more of a story than his normal movies, and it's less explosion reliant. Um, he, he used hardly any special effects. He reckons um, it was mostly stunt drivers and stuff. Uh, look, I, look, I, I genuinely enjoyed the enjoyed the movie. Um, I thought it was a good movie. I know you like your heist movies, um, so I think for you it'll be worth a watch. So, Ambulance is something I would uh, recommend uh, for sure. Now. We obviously follow the Walking Dead news on this show. Um, I don't know if you heard about this. Melissa McBride has exited the planned spin-off focus, focusing on Carol and Daryl. So no no more Carol and Carol and Daryl. It's just going to be Daryl Dixon now. Um, and oh, I, I just got, That just sounds, sounds like a comedy. Yes, and I did some research. Apparently they're shooting in Europe, and it's set in Europe, and supposedly she couldn't make it work for a schedule, and she didn't want to be in Europe, which I'm like, but you, you, you could be in it enough that what it got fucking greenlit, and it, what are you thinking, Richard? Are you thinking potentially it could have been a money thing? She's like, pay me as much as him? I'm just anticipating. Maybe. I'm sorry, I don't know who she is, and I don't know her character. So I well, she's been in Walking Dead since the beginning. Uh, Carol, so she's been in it since then, as has he. But I don't know. It's it's a it's a weird one. But mind you, she's nowhere near as good a character as Daryl Dixon. Daryl Dixon is like one of the all time great characters in Walking Dead. Carol has grown on me over fucking twenty seven seasons. It feels like, but I'm not exactly traumatized that she's leaving. And it's just Daryl because I love Daryl. Um, so it's weird, but it's it's odd that like you know we're so close to about to start filming. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. And she's just she's just walked out on it. So 
Anyway, uh, Carol and Daryl no longer. And someone said, "Doesn't don't they realise their their names right? They could have got three seasons just out of that." <laughs> I'm sure someone realised that. <laughs> I, I don't think they're that stupid. Um, now, I also do want to mention Chuck Dixon's Levon Cade books. The first two books of his Levon Cade series are now available on Audible. Now, I highly recommend these books uh, to Chuck Dixon fans, to Punisher fans, to action-adventure fans. These are great vigilante uh, crime thrillers, and they're excellent books, actually. And, yeah, he's got the first two are on Audible. I think he's up to, I think he's up to about book 9, 10, somewhere in that region. So hop on board and, and you can grab them on Audible now. Uh, now, Rich, we Amber Heard and Johnny Depp uh, trial has just been rolling through the news and it's looking worse and worse for Amber Heard, can I say. Uh, I must say she's looking appalling as this trial continues. But the news is, the rumour is, Rich, hot off the internet, that she's only in Aquaman 2 for 10 minutes as Mirror. What do you think about that? Well, that doesn't surprise me. Um... Because, I mean, I believe there were some reshoots and they reworked the script. Yeah. Um, for, for Aquaman. And although I, I, I've heard that the reason that she was, she, she filed like the, these allegations and all that sort of stuff at the same time as the press of, of the first Aquaman movie, mm. like literally trying to piggyback off that. Yeah. You know, keep her name, um, keep her name circulating. Mm hmm past the movie and all that and again i haven't paid a massive amount of attention to it but i mean the snippets i have heard i'm like well i can um it's not going to work out for you because you definitely sound like the the worst person in the party yes you know yeah. not yeah. and either of them are angels but she definitely sounds like yeah uh, yeah um, it does sound bad the, yeah the worst devil yeah indeed and uh yeah look it's it's not looking good for her in the courtroom at least the optics are looking bad and um, but I am surprised if she's only going to be an Aquaman. I, I'll be interested to know if that's a real fact when when the movie comes out, or is that just one of these fake rumors? Because she is the love interest, she is the wife, isn't she? So it would seem strange that she wouldn't be an Aquaman too very much. But depends on the story know. that they're telling them. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, I how mean, many stories of Aquaman are there? Not very many. <laughs> Good ones. Uh, well, I mean, there are, but I mean, Aquaman and Mira as a, as a couple has only been a more recent phenomenon. I mean, right. Aquaman for most of his his comics was solo. He did, he wasn't always running around with Mira. So wasn't he? Okay, um, yeah. I, I personally find so, Aquaman so boring. Like um, normally, I mean, I don't mind a little bit of Aquaman. A little bit of Aquaman goes a long way. I know out of the computer will be at home, to, you know, screaming into the internet to Dave to read Jeff Johns's run on Aquaman, Throne of Atlantis. We've all heard it before, Adam. We all know it. We can, you know, he so many times he said that, but I was so tainted when I read that awful Peter David book, Time and Tide. It was just so fucking bad, and I, like. You know, it was. I was just like, this is the worst comic, one of the worst comics I've done on Signal. Um, I don't know if you ever had the misfortune to read Time and Tide, Rich. Um, was that like nineties? Nineties, um, Peter David Aquaman. Probably, may, I think I may have uh, some of those issues actually. Jesus, what I, what I was going to say is that if you want a, a good Aquaman, that's actually pre Jeff Job. Yeah. Um, uh, which is basically pre New Fifty Two. It's um, fuck. I have to try and remember it, but it's when he he came back to life, right? Um, right. 
because uh, they they killed him. Yeah. Um. Uh, at some point, uh, and remember, he had the hook for the hand. Yeah, yeah, that I remember that. Yeah. After that, so like the he, he sort of got reborn, and then he had like that liquid hand. Yeah, hand. I, I remember from Justice League. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was actually um, I'm, I'll try to remember the the, the story and, and the issues, but that was a pretty good run. Oh. Um, I'll be honest with you, and they were kind of like rebooting him at that point before the new Fifty Two. Um, it was actually pretty good. Was that with Sub Diego? I remember that being a term that was used. Like I assume it was San Diego underwater or something. Uh, it was around the well, after that, I think. It was, right, it was okay. after that. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, yeah. Look, I I totally understand that Adam's right. I'm sure that Jeff Johns' Throne of Atlantis is good, but I, but for me, I was just poisoned. Uh, by what I actually witnessed with that time and tide shit from Peter David. Peter David was just phoning it fucking in. This wasn't Peter David writing Young Justice or Spider-Man or something. This was Peter David on his worst day ever. You know, um, the only... It was, it was Will Pfeiffer and Patrick Gleason were uh, on the title for a bit. Okay, all right. Um, Patrick Gleason's art is very good. So. I should mention our book of the week this week is JLA Incarnations. And might I say, Rich, it did. And and I don't know who picked the reading for this week, but my God, there was a ton of it. I don't know if it was you, yeah, Richard. I wonder who did that. Who did that? Oh, I wonder. <laughs> there was a lot this of... It's going to be so hard. There was a lot of... Just, <laughs> a coin and see who's to blame. It was like it was like homework at one point. I was like, it was almost I was up at late night studying for the show, like taking fucking notes. At one point, I had so much to remember. I was like, my brain can't remember this much information. I, I had to write stuff down because I, I just couldn't contain that much data in my brain. Um, but yeah, now Richard, I obviously haven't. I've been terrible this week and haven't watched Moon Knight again. So I'm I'm now two episodes behind. Um, take us through what happened in episode five, because what I do know is on the Moon Knight, um, uh, Ray's Moon Knight into the night uh, page, they've been like, it's it's been like a fucking war. There's been people saying they hate it. There's been people trying to shut them down, like you know, because Ray's page, like, there's quite a few what I call PC, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> I call them PC bots, but they're actually people, and they're always trying to sort of die, you know, dampen down the debates. Whereas I like to let debates rage. Um, what went on, Rich? Why were people so? What was what was causing all this consternation? I have no idea. Did you watch it? I did. Okay. So, well, I mean, I have. I, I mean, so again, in this one, it basically, you know, um, Stephen and um, uh, Mark are, mm. are basically separated. Mm -hmm. um, so they're actually in purgatory. <laughs> and really, um, well, they they were killed at the end of. Um, oh, okay. Episode five was it or four? Can't remember now. I don't know. Four, I think. Four, or yeah. five. four. So they were they were actually killed, mm. and so they're basically on this like ship that's taking them to the afterlife. But before they get really? there, their their heart, their soul has to balance with the weight of a feather or something. Otherwise, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that old that old chestnut. Yeah, all okay. Overboard all that. Anyway, so the two of them are basically having to reconcile and um uh and sort of Stephen has to find out the truth of what he is. Right. Um it's it's very interesting. I mean, I don't I wish I had watched it because I really don't want to spoil it. Um spoil it, I don't care. Um, so uh basically Stephen was Mark's brother. Stephen Grant. Younger brother. 
No, just Stephen. Oh, okay. So not same last name, obviously, but Stephen um, was his younger brother, and he accidentally got his younger brother killed. Oh, really? And his, and his mother, in her grief, couldn't deal with it, and basically treated Mark like absolute shit, beat the crap out of him. Really? Was drunk, always wow. telling him he's at fault and all that. And so basically he would retreat into being Stephen. Oh, okay. And that's where and that's where it started where he basically created a a second identity. All right. To really escape escape from that, you know, constant torture and Jesus. Um and and uh, grieving mother and all that sort of stuff. Um, that seems fairly heavy. God. Again, it's very interesting. I mean, I actually really enjoyed this episode. It's very interesting. I thought it was very deep. I thought it was very moving. The it only thing that pissed me off is that there's, a, there's a, a hippo god character or, you know, a right. god or whatever. Yeah. And, of course, do you think that the even, you know, even though she's an ancient fucking Egyptian <laughs> deity that transports people to the afterlife, do you think she sounds like an ancient Egyptian deity that's been doing this for fucking Hundreds know. of thousands of years. No, she's got to sound like a fucking newbie, quirky intern. Right, really. You know what I mean? I fucking hate that. I that's the this is what this is what turns me off from Marvel. Right, right. You keep making these annoying, fucking quirky characters <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah, you've yeah. already got Stephen who's acting quirky. Yeah. You know, and and Mark is a serious one. I don't understand why I need to be watching a fucking hippo deity mm. acting like a, a, a 2020... Like a millennial kind of thing. fucking intern. Yeah, like, I, I don't get I don't get it. I fucking don't get it. Like, She's one step away that, from being on TikTok kind of thing, yeah? Yeah, basically. It just yeah. really pissed me off. But other than that, mm. really good episode, good reveals. Okay. Um, Sounds interesting. Um, uh, That's heavy, man. Slower. There's, not, there's not a lot of action in it. Um, there's a little bit of action at the end, and... Um, I won't spoil the cliffhanger for you, but All you right. should definitely catch up and watch it. Mate. All right, fine, I will. Um, I think that that thing with Stephen might have been from the comics. I, I've got a vague memory of it was not maybe not Jeff Lemire, but someone like Jeff Lemire, like a recent person may have put that into the storyline, I think, because there was some storyline about... Oh, possibly. I mean, no yeah. one says that Marvel's original. No. Like I'm seeing the MCU's original. It's all based on yeah um, on comic. Now story. I remember that people were really pissed at how little action Moon Knight there's been. Um, like this has been a show yeah. without Moon Knight. Like there hasn't been a lot of Moon Knight in Moon Knight. I must say. Well, Jesus Christ! So there wasn't much Batman in the fucking three-hour Batman I watched, and <laughs> people still love that. Oh, that's hilarious, man. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what to say, but yeah, I, they've been. But, the whole, no. yeah, but, that's, but that's my. But the whole point of these TV shows is mm. that you don't have to have that much action. You know what I mean? It's not a two-hour movie. Yeah, but I. But kind of like we say that, but I, I prefer action, frankly. To this, no, there kind has of been action. Is the point. I mean, there yeah. is. There's even a little bit of action in this as okay. well. Again, it's not like a big, massive fucking 30-minute fight scene or anything like that. But my point is, the, the the good thing about this sort of format when you're doing these six or eight episodes, right, mm. is just give me a good story. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Um, and the whole, like, again, if you just made it Moon Knight, let's be honest, it would just feel like a Batman ripoff. 
if you were literally just having Moon Knight running around as Moon Knight kicking the shit out of people, let's be honest, it would just feel I like I would a... prefer that. I'd prefer that to this kind yeah, of... Yeah, but idea. my point is, just, but then just go watch Batman is my point. Yeah. Like, I think the whole point of the show is to delve into the whole... Yeah, but they could have they could have done stuff with his with his mercenary past and stuff. That's the stuff. Well, I Dave, like. Okay, Dave, Dave, Dave. How about this? <laughs> yeah. How about you watch the last two episodes <laughs> and then comment about how you like the or don't like the last two episodes? Yeah, maybe I will. Yeah, that's a good point, Rich. Good, 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 strong point, might, for you, Rich. You might watch those two and go. You know what? Those were actually really good. They, they sound they okay. Do, I know. No, I must admit that sound, it sounds okay. I, I'm sort of surprised they're going so deep. It seems to be very deep. Like that's a deep fucking cut. Uh, that it's his brother and all this other stuff. I'm like, wow, gee, I didn't see that. I did not see that coming at all, to be honest. So that explains why he's got. Because I get confused by this. I'm trying to get a straight answer out of Ray on this question. Does that explain why he's got the sort of split identities, DID, and all this shit? Or is that because of Conchu? Is Conchu involved in any of this at all? Okay, so it looks like Mark always knew about Stephen. Right, like mm. he he kind of knew, but their wills never tend to like bleed into each other. Um, right, and now I, we still need to reveal as to why he was living as Stephen mm. when we meet him in the obviously at the start. Well, maybe that series. personality just taken over. Is that possible? Or it was Mark was using it as like a undercover secret identity thing. Right. Um, you know what I mean? Because he couldn't... Um, what, like, so like so deep undercover that he actually gave so, the identity? Okay, put, so, well, put it this way. Uh, Mark, obviously, so in this, it shows you Mark sort of dying and Conchu saying to him, I want you to be my avatar. Mm. Now, again, need some explanation, but I'm thinking, Mark, and when you find it, Mark has a lot of guilt, right? Mm. So not only does he have the guilt of killing his brother accidentally, mm. He's got the guilt of all the people he's killed, all the deaths he's responsible for, his his wife's father's death and all that. And I think mm. he just didn't want to be reminded of it all the time. So what I think he wanted to do is he wanted to be dormant mm. uh, until Conchu needed him okay. and let Stephen live and be happy and not, and not have all that guilt. And that's my reading of it is that I think the guilt was just so much. I don't think he wanted to be a, like... Whether he went it consciously or subconsciously, I just think he didn't want to be living in that guilt on a day-to-day basis, and that's why I think Stephen came out a bit more. It was coming out more and taking over. I'm going to say something which you might surprise you. Oh, look, that sounds like a good story. So before I even make this comment, that sounds like a decent story. Am I the only one who is so over heroes who feel guilt? Like, I just... guilt. Oh, that's... <laughs> I mean, you, you, you might be over it, Dave, but that's like 80 years of fucking... Um, <laughs> Superior law, I'm afraid. I mean, let's be honest. The person who made that absolutely fucking popular was Spider-Man. I guess, but I don't know. Think, no, no, no. I suppose he does. No, no, no. Yeah, Think Batman. about it. Even Batman wasn't running around going, "Oh, I'm so depressed and angry, and oh, I feel the guilt of my brothers." That was only after the success of Spider-Man. Yeah, did all the heroes start being like, "Oh, I've got to feel guilt." Oh, oh, there's ways of my mind. Before that, humor was like, "Ah, what can you do?" Yeah, well, I sort of prefer that attitude. Um, yeah, but, like, uh, to me, like, I don't mean to seem it makes them seem weak, but it's just a little bit like, get over yourselves. Like, like I tell you who's a prime candidate, um, Daredevil. Like, the analyst Daredevil, like, you know, 
guilt factories that go on is just ridiculous. But I'll say, yeah, look, I'll say this. I mean, you can you can sort of ham it into the ground. and mm. um, But I would say with Moon Knight, I feel it's a bit more understandable. Mm. Um, you know, I mean, of course, if you're a kid and you do something stupid and it leads to your brother's death, I mean, of course, you're going to feel guilty about that. Of course, especially yeah, when yeah. You've got a, And especially when you've got a mother who literally keeps getting drunk. And no, I see, I think that's a good example of it. And, I, yeah, I, I think you that's... Bad you are, yeah. And then you're trying to run, run away from all those problems and you sort of become mm. a killer for the government and stuff and all that. And then you are the reason, you know, because of your poor judgment that your, your wife's father is killed. You know what I mean? Like, mm. at least that is like tangible guilt and not just that nebulous... Mm. Like, yeah. like, oh, I feel responsible because I didn't act in time or I wasn't there in time or, yeah. you know, I didn't get here in time. I'm like, ah, I mean, I get that, but I mean, that's, I, I hate it when heroes like go down that path of guilt because that's yeah. unreasonable guilt. That's guilt of like, come on, man. Like, unless yeah. you're Superman, you grow up and, and you can, you can, and you can move at the speed of fucking light or sound. Like, mm. how can you feel guilty about not getting something? Of course, you can feel bad, mm. but. I hate that. I hate that guilt part. Like I hate that. Like yeah, oh, I I'm couldn't get the time. Oh, people are dying because of me. It's like no, nah, come on, man. Like be reasonable. Oh, yeah. I just yeah. I, look, it, it all it, it it grates on me a little bit. I think there's there's just a part of me that it just grates on. And I just think get over yourselves, you know. But I will say that 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 one you outlined just then with with what you were saying. That seemed quite sort of tangible. That seemed understandable. The fact that if he's killed his brother accidentally, that's going to be guilt that haunts someone through their whole life. Um, you know, that's going to that that's something that it's going to take so much therapy to get over, kind of thing. You know. Oh, and again, and especially if there's a mother on top of that who's never letting you, yeah, like um, come hmm. to terms with it. Well, it or, sounds or, interesting. Or, or whatever. I mean, again, I, I, I would highly recommend you watch it, Dave. Like yeah, by by next week, I think you should be you should be up caught up so we can have a, a good deep conversation. Oh Jesus, really? What deeper than this? This feels like it was deep enough. Well, Dave, how about you maybe don't issue us with like about twelve books to read and you watch <laughs> and you watch the episodes of um, you know, that, yeah, is, that sounds like a pretty good idea. Um, yeah, no, I, I just I forgot about it because I was doing all this fucking reading. I was like, I was cursing myself i was like jesus like how much more reading does it have to be like like i feel like i've read the fucking internet um i've inflicted wounds my friend yeah but it was uh, yeah even i even i have to admit that it was they've made a fucking error but um okay well moon Knight sounds good how much are you giving the series out of 10 so far um i'm gonna give it a seven at the moment okay yeah i tell you what we should have Ray on because there was some people, so there was some lone gunman on the fucking uh, Into the Night uh, web, you know, Facebook page. Some guys really blasting it and some firing back and and then the moderators get involved and I just roll my eyes. But but it was like all-out warfare at points, which was kind of, I mean, as a spectator, I was I mean, look, I, I, I can understand people not enjoying this or this not being their cup of tea and all that. I sure. mean, obviously, because that's, again, that's entertainment, that's media, that's... Oh, that's, that's you know, entertainment music and all that. But I don't understand what the I don't understand if there's any controversy on the on the on the show. Like mm. uh, like that, I don't understand. Like it's it's either not for you or it's for you. But I don't know. Controversy. I don't know about the, I don't know about any controversy. I mean, I've, I'm up to date with the show, and I don't see any. I don't see anything controversial. I think that would just piss that there wasn't enough Moon Knight in Moon Knight. Basically, I think that's what it boiled down to. 
Yeah, but that's like saying. But again, that, I mean, that's what that's what whether, whether it's about. Batman, uh, you know, it, it, Bruce Wayne is still Batman, whether he's in the costume or not. So I mean, mm. you know, like the character is not always in the 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 costume. And again, especially when you're dealing with something like this, like Moon Knight, when they're going down the split personality route, mm. like that is going to be more of the focus than the other stuff. But I'll be honest with you, the last two episodes, even though it, like all of it kind of takes place in a minute, it it still entertains you and is revealing mm. so much about him mm. that you don't, you know what I mean? It's not like you sit there and you go, oh, what the fuck? I didn't get any action because you're just so, you know, they, they're stringing you along with the reveal mm. of what Steven is. You know what I mean? Like they keep like, it's, you know, like a little tidbit here, little, you know, they, they just sort of moving you along until you finally get the reveal. And mm. so I, I don't know. I think it's, as I said, I mean, this show has gone from like a, 5.5 mm. you know at the start yeah, you sound to, like you're enjoying you know, it man I'm, I'm, you, you sound like you're you're happy for once in your life jesus like you sound like you're loving it well as i said like it it, 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 it only at the halfway mark did i feel like the the, the show clicked i kind mm. of felt it was a little bit boring to start with and i you know it it, it was a little bit annoying i'll be honest with you um mm. yeah uh, uh, you know i didn't find steven that interesting at the start, I do find him interesting now, and he's a character I do feel for now. Mm. And you know, the wife—I just find the wife as an actress. I just didn't find her very compelling. Maybe sure. I could have got a better actress for that. But, but the last two episodes have been really, really good, and they've—they've—I've as long as they keep going, then I feel like they have saved the series. That's um, interesting. Well, and that's getting cool. a, a mediocre score from it. Yeah, okay. Well, I mean, you're a tough market too. Like you, you generally like. I always find it. You know, you you don't you don't mark easily, Rich. You always make them work for it, kind of thing. You know. Oh yeah. Look, I'm I'm fair. I'm harsh, but I'm fair. Like, <laughs> yeah, harsh, but fair. You know, Jesus you know, I'm no, I'm not the biggest Marvel fan, but I mean, if you make something good, I will acknowledge that you've made something good. Like, yeah. I'm not I'm not some fanboy dickhead, like you know. <laughs> Who just who can only you know like well it's not my thing so I hate it. Yeah no no I, I get you man like fair enough. Whereas I'm just taking shots without even watching it like that's that's more my style. You know I'm just I'm, I'm throwing out a few bombs. Haven't even haven't even caught the last two episodes and Dave's got something to say. You know typical. <laughs> I just wish it was more Moon Knight Moon Knight in the episodes I haven't watched. Exactly yeah. <laughs> now um, I keep Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness is coming out next week. I apparently there's another member. The Illuminati was mentioned in a trailer. Uh, there was someone else doing a voiceover, not Patrick Stewart. There's another uh, rumor that that Wolverine is definitely in it. That's a. I saw another rumor on the internet again today that Wolverine is going to be in the Multiverse of Madness. Um, do you think there's any chance that it could be Hugh Jackman in an alternate role, Rich? Uh, um, look, let's be honest. After the last Spider-Man movie, anything's possible. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm just. I'm just kind of wondering. Um, but yeah. So it's. It, it's interesting. Um, but also well, put it this way: if it if it is, I doubt I doubt Hugh is going to be working out, so it will no. probably be a cameo because he ain't going to be getting his shirt off because he's not going to pump that much iron. No, no, he doesn't have to. Um, but but anyway, the the rumor is that it's a new Wolverine that's going to be showing up in this movie. Um, and I also there was a rumor that Ghost Rider was going to be in it. 
I can tell you, now I don't know if this is, uh, you know, serendipity or coincidence, we'll call it what you will, Rich. Next week, there's an epic collection of Ghost Rider coming out in stores. Could that be because Ghost Rider is going to be making an appearance, like, you know, printing, the, the, the printing department finally syncing up with the movie department? I, I'm just I'm speculating. Rich, any chance of that? Possible. I'm well, just, I mean, look, here's the this. thing. Like, with, with, this, um, with this multiverse of madness, yeah. I mean, anything's, anything's on the table. Anything's on the table, man. It's all on the fucking table. Yeah. Wow. And, and I've got to say, my interest in Doctor Strange is almost zero, but I am interested in all these different multiverse things. I, I, I'm hoping it really... It, it, it Really, it should be pretty good if it's got all these cameos like Professor X and everything. And like, I pray that, like, we see Hugh Jackman or something sitting at a table or something, you know, just a brief flash of Wolverine, you know, something like that. Like, give us something about Wolverine. We need something, don't we, Rich? Um, I mean, I don't know if we need it, but, I mean, I do. it can be enjoyable. I do. I need it badly. I, I, I need it fucking badly, Richard. I don't know where you are with all this bullshit, like, maybe you don't need it. I fucking need it. Like, it's time. Man. We've waited long enough, Rich. It's been a long time without Wolverine in cinemas. And and I'm just getting... Um, I'm starting to get pumped, man. I'm starting- I, I can, I, hey, I, I'm good, man. I can wait longer. I'm fine. Dude. I'm good. I don't, yeah. <laughs> Classic Rich. Um, yeah, look, anyway, well, I'm obviously getting excited. Uh, look, I, I'm, but I don't care about Doctor Strange. I mean, am I alone there, Rich? I just couldn't give a shit about Doctor Strange. I just don't even slightly care about what happens with Doctor Strange. Yeah, look, again, he's, he's one of those characters that, um, like, there's just certain characters that I feel are better um, as um, supporting. Ensemble characters, yeah, or like part of a team, or mm. or something, you know, like Doctor Fate, Doctor Strange. I just feel like they tend to not be as interesting by themselves. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah, so Rich, you're basically saying you can you can live without uh, a Wolverine. You could do without it in this movie. Basically, is that what it all boils down to? Oh no, I mean, if he shows up, he shows up. I'm fine with it. But I mean, I don't, I don't need. Wolverine, wow, so I, I mean that's more that's more your domain, man. It that's sure your, is. I do domain. fucking need it. I I feel that's like I I feel like I've gone on for long enough without it. You know, I'm 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 one step away from you know petitioning Kevin Feige at his house. Like, give me Wolverine. We'll, we'll see what happens. Like, I I don't care at all about Doctor Strange. Uh, for the record, I couldn't give two shits about Doctor Strange, but. A multiverse of madness, incorporating all different versions of other characters and stuff, and even bringing in some new ones. Um, yeah, I'm I'm a hundred percent down for that. Like, so I I think the I think the idea for this movie is excellent. And Sam Raimi at the helm, I'm expecting quite good things. Like, frankly, I'm really my expectation is is set up reasonably high for this for this film. Um, I, I'm hoping Doctor Strange doesn't take up too much of the fucking movie. You know, frankly, I I hope like that you know. <laughs> You're hoping that Doctor Strange doesn't take up too much space in his own movie. Uh, yeah, definitely. Okay, sure, Dave. Good good luck with that. Well, you know, you, you know, this multiverse stuff is going to have to be popping you've, you off. You know what? You've set your expectations really well there, so Thank I you. hope it works. <laughs> well, we'll see what happens, man. Like, we'll see what happens. But I, um... if they have Ghost Rider and Wolverine, I'm going to be over the fucking moon. You know. 
And remember that the the Ghost Rider sequence that was rumored was that he's in this kind of prison, and you know, by one of the demons, and then Doctor Strange lets him out, and he gets the cycle. And I, and I maybe this was me, you know, I was saying the cycle starts going around the prison and stuff, and then cycle, the cycle goes out, kind of thing. So he's kind of doing. You know what? The, and stuff. The, the beauty of Ghost Rider is you can do any Ghost Rider if it's just a cameo. Yeah, that's it. You could have the, the Western Ghost Rider. You could have really? even the fucking stupid uh, Woolly Mammoth Ghost Rider. I love um, that one. But he's, he's not stupid. He's awesome, that one. Are you kidding? Dumb as fuck. That was a great Ghost Rider. You could have the Ghost Rider on the Spider as well. Um, all sorts of Ghost Riders you could have. Um, too bad uh, Henry Fonda, not Henry Fonda, Peter Fonda's dead, playing Mephisto. Ooh, sign right there. Thank you. Again, as I said, get, get Nick Cage to do it. Yeah, do it, man. I'd love it. I would fucking love it. Uh, now, there was some controversy, though. Um, it's been banned in Saudi Arabia and possibly Kuwait due to its inclusion of a gay character in Doctor Strange. Um, Trust me, it'll be more countries than that. Yeah. Where Where do you think? I mean, all the Middle East, I would assume. Oh, any, any yeah, any country where um, uh, they're very Islamic. Yeah. It's going to be banned. Yeah, definitely. Um, but uh, now we had some news here. Oh, there was there was some other news too. What is she in, America Chavez? What what fucking movie is she in, Richard? Because there's some film, I think it's in, in China, Disney are refusing to... There's a 10-second clip where she reveals that she's got two mums, like she's got lesbian parents, and I'm sure it was China saying that they wanted that edited. And I believe Disney were refusing to do it. But what is what what is the movie that she's even in? I don't even know what movie America Chavez is in. Um, is that Doctor Strange? Maybe it's in the Doctor Strange movie, mate. Is it okay? Well, that's another controversy wow. connected to this film. You've done a fantastic job paying attention. <laughs> well, I don't give a fuck about America Chavez, like uh, you know, like frankly. But well, um, if you've watched the Doctor Strange trailer, it's hard to miss her. Okay. Well, you know, all I can say is um, I'm looking forward to the movie. And I'm kind of glad they're not buckling to these regimes, you know, frankly, as well. I'm, I'm glad they're not buckling. I would have thought Disney normally would. Uh, yeah, they're not buckling yet. <laughs> You've got your doubts. If, if the movie does well, if the movie does well, they won't buckle. Yeah. Yeah. If the movie's not performing well and they want to get it more places, trust me, they will acquiesce. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, dollars talk basically. Uh, in world's in world's least surprising news, Robert Pattinson's returning for the Batman sequel. Rich, um, uh, barely even news. Uh, maybe they can make the next one four hours. You know, like they did. They did three and a half. Let's go four. Like, why stop? Um, what? What stop? Okay, just do a five hour, man. Just do a just do a five hour extended cut. <laughs> Sleeping through it anyway, so I mean, <laughs> I was watching it. it. Was Michelle and I were watching it the other night? It was on Hulu when we were watching it. It's a good movie, but it is slow. It is a slow film, like frankly, like it is very slow when I compare it to some of the classic Batman's of the day. Well, I'll put it this way. Um... If you had to put a gun to to my head uh, mm. and say uh, that I would have to rewatch the Moon Knight first season mm. or that Batman movie, I would definitely choose Moon Knight. Yeah, definitely. Okay, that's a big call. Yeah, I mean, you, you're not at least the Moon Knight's not as fucking boring as that Batman movie. <laughs> <laughs> 
you certainly were feeling. As I said, it. I I have not rewatched that the Justice League uh, Snyder cut since it like came out. Another like, of can't. It's yeah. so it's so long and boring. That's my point. Like this is the problem when you make a a boring long movie is that even though you might turn and say it's a good movie, you're like, yeah, but I don't want to fucking sit there for another three and a half hours and rewatch it. Like no, it's no. not that good of a movie. No, yeah, it has to be something exceptional, like an Apocalypse Now or something. To demand that level of, and it's certainly not. I mean, no one's calling like the Batman or um, or Justice League by Zack Snyder uh, like Apocalypse Now. But yeah, I agree. It's just it's a chore. You were watching it, and I was like, I was watching it though, and I was like, it's not bad. I mean, I'm, I I kind of dig it, but I'm also like, man, it's slow. And Michelle was saying that too. She's like, Jesus Christ, this is slow. I'm like, yeah, it is a slow burn. They could have punched it up. Like. I prefer his apes movies to this, frankly. Um, I've only seen, I think, the first two. Okay, well, the, the, like the, they're they're more action packed. I'll tell you that. Much. Although I did find the first one pretty boring, though. But he didn't do the first one. He did only the second and the third one. Matt Reeves. So oh, he, is it? He did the second and the third. The first one was was super boring because the first one has James Franco. It in does, it, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah. He has a very brief cameo in two. On a video, a very brief cameo, but um, yeah. Anyway, uh, uh, I've also started reading that Watered Man, the Watered Man by Peter, I think V. Brett or something. His name is. Um, that's actually pretty interesting. Um, now we have Richard some news here that I want to get. This was from Sony. Did like a sort of Sony movie presentation thing. Uh, Spider Man character is getting his own solo film. Uh, from Sony, El Murto is the character's name, with Bad Bunny attached as the lead. Like, I don't know what any of these words mean. Um, have you heard of this character, El Murto, Rich? And who the fuck mm. is Bad Bunny? I've heard of the DC character, El Murto, but I don't know about the Spider-Man character, El Murto. But, I mean, the fact that uh, neither of us are familiar with a character and yet he's getting his own spin-off show, I just think to myself... Wow, spin-off movie. Well, show, movie, whatever is my point. I'm like, oh, okay, so we're basically just picking characters because of uh, the ethnicity now. Right. You you reckon? Well, I mean, there's so many other characters to choose from, but, I mean, unless you're you're going through the catalogue and saying, well, we need a Spanish or Mm. Mexican character, and, well, what all we've got is this El Murto (laughs) character that no one's heard of. Well, yeah, well, he's Spanish, so make a movie about him. It's like... Yeah. Wow. Who's bad? Bad Bunny. He's a wrestler. He's a Port Puerto Rican musician, producer, actor, and professional wrestler. Jesus. Like he's Spotify's most streamed artist in both 2020 and 2021. Um, he's I don't a, know. <laughs> I've never heard of him in my life. Uh, he's appeared in F9, The Fast Saga, as Lookout, and Narcos Mexico. Um, blah blah blah. In the comics, Alberto is a superpowered wrestler who has been had their masculine abilities passed down through the generations. To become worthy, new wrestlers would need to prove themselves against El Dorado. Um, Juan Carlos Estrada Sanchez is one of these chosen descendants, but he was unable to fight El Dorado when his father uh, presented him. As a result, Marcos sacrificed himself to save his son. Following his tragic death, El Dorado would give. Juan Carlos, 10 years to become strong enough to face him again and earn the right to become El Murto. Jesus. 
Wow, it's really. I feels... cannot believe that this guy is an actual wrestler, though, because mm. I don't see an ounce of muscle on him. Yeah, he does look small for a wrestler. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, Bad yeah. Bunny. I've never yeah. fucking heard of this guy. I mean, yeah. But this is my of... point. Like, I mean, good God! Like, you, 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 you cast the, like I'm just looking at a picture of the El Murta um, uh, Murta guy. Mm. From the comics, and he guy's like fucking Bane, man. He's yeah. like the size of fucking Bane. Yeah, he like, does look good like God, Bane. cast the right people for fuck's sakes, man. Like, you know, mm. I'm just what you really telling me you can't find a big rest, an actual big wrestler guy, or or that can't act. You know what I mean? Are mm. you really telling me that you cannot find someone <laughs> slightly resembling that build? Doesn't have to be exact, but I mean, mm. Mm. can't be like <laughs> a third of the size either. Like yeah, it's fucking shit, man. Like, I'm know. sorry, it's terrible. I I normally stick up for Spider Man stuff, but this is fucking poor. This is very poor. Well, as I said, yeah. this is the, you cannot tell me that this character is popular in any way. I've never heard of this character in my life ever. Yeah. Ever. That's my point. Like, I just I just feel like this is one of those like, oh, we need to check some boxes. We need to. Yeah, but that all costs money. Like, if you were telling me they were doing an El Murto fucking miniseries, okay, I get it. But this is a movie that's going to cost hundreds of millions of dollars to make. So, you know, like, it's going to minimum cost about... I never never said it was a smart decision. (laughs) No, it sounds like a terrible fucking decision. Like, I guess Uh, their hope... Like, what they're probably hoping stupidly is that whoever's listening... Obviously, the guy's probably got a big Hispanic listenership, you know... Uh, Puerto Rican or whatever listenership, whatever the fuck he's got, he's got some listenership. So oh, it's uncasting. It's uncasting for sure. Yeah, they're, they're they're praying that the Latina kind of vote can swing them in the box office with this character. You but know, I, it's, it's, it's like when, it's like when someone is like famous on YouTube and then they go and try and give them a TV show. Yeah, you know they try and they try and get that. Um, you know, let's say someone's got like three or five million you know, YouTube followers, you know, yeah. they're very big on social media and all that. And then they're like, oh, we've got to give them a TV show or a, yeah. a Netflix show and and that'll bring their audience over. But most of the time that ends up bombing. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. But um, in, in other news, House of the Dragon cost under $20 million per episode to produce its 10-episode season. Uh, for comparison, Game of Thrones cost HBO roughly $6 million per episode in season one and fifteen million per episode in season eight. So House of the Dragons costing more. Um, it's costing twenty million. Okay. So it's expensive, but I guess inflation as well. Like, you know, it's been a long time since the first Game of Thrones. Like more than ten years, hasn't it? Yeah, but I mean would they not have factored in inflation and um, No, they haven't in factored in. They're just no, going no. off they're going off what what was spent at the time. They're not they're not inflation adjusted figures. They would say that if it was inflation adjusted figures. Definitely not. That they, they they spent you know, which which I agree, they should mention in the fucking article. I agree, because you know, fifteen million in season eight of Game of Thrones is probably, you know, eighteen point five million now, you know, really. Anyway, um, yeah, but I mean, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, the twenty million is much closer to the fifty million anyway. When the show is at the height of its, yeah, yeah, it's not pop, that dissimilar. Yeah. I mean, if you're trying to get that, if you're trying to get those people back, you can't really be scrimping on the um, exactly on the dollars. And you know what? If it does have viewership but not as high as you want, well, then they'll just lower the they'll just lower the budget for the following season. Mm. So, this is the prequel, isn't it? It's the Tangarians, or have you say their names? Oh, yeah, I know. 
whatever it is that I won't be watching. No, you're not a fan, are you, Rich? You've totally checked out of uh, uh, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, yeah, I'm, I have no interest in Game of Thrones. Yeah. What was it? Was it the sex scenes, Rich, that, that, that just drove you away? I didn't think that it was that good. Sorry. Like, mm. just you, know, you were, you were never it. feeling it. No, I, no, no, offense to, no, no offense to George R. 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 Martin, but I just didn't think it was that good. Like, sorry. Like. <laughs> Try again, George. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't know. I enjoyed the show like for, for what I saw. I certainly didn't watch it all. But I mean, from what for what I saw, I enjoyed kind of thing. You know, was was kind of how I saw it. But you, you know, you... yeah. But also, I think a lot of um, I, look. I wasn't a fan of the books to start with, right? And then I just think uh, once the show became popular, I just found the fans to be so fucking obnoxious. Um, really? Because remember, at the time, I was working in a bookstore mm. um, when Game of Thrones was 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 getting big on TV. Mm. So, um, God, so many of these like. Oh my god, did you watch the latest? Oh my god, yes. And I was just like, oh, shut the fuck up, you pretentious pricks. You've just only just discovered the show, like the books, mm. because of the TV show. And now you want to quickly read the book so you can sound mm. like smart or educated and all that sort of stuff on, on the thing. I'm just like, I just, I don't know. Like the whole fans just turned off of it as well. Right. Everyone what? is carrying on like it's the greatest fucking piece of media on the earth. And I was just like, come on. Were they saying? Were they doing the sort of like you're not a real fan until you've read the books? Is that what you is that what you say? No, I just think they wanted to sound more like you know what I mean. Like they wanted to be the whole like oh I've read the books and I'm up to date with the TV show and sure you know, oh I can't wait for this you know and ooh, like I don't know as I said like and again I dealt with a lot of those customers are coming in behind it and mm. all sort of stuff and I just and also the, the way people carried on they just felt like the show like I just felt like they thought like it was like one of the greatest pieces of media like mm. ever created. Mm. And I was just like, you smoking, man, seriously. Yeah. Yeah, but it was good. Uh, look, I enjoyed it. I can see why it had appeal, but um, greatest pieces of media ever, that's, a, that's you know, tough. I mean, that's that seems, you know... I guess it, one of the most popular, yeah, I would say one of the most popular pieces of media ever created, mass media. I think it's up there at its peak. It, it, you know, people were writing articles, making YouTube videos that are dissecting it all and how it, like, great it is and... Mm. You know, and I'm just like, ah, oh, just be bothered. Again, I am very like um, um, contrarian, I guess. I just if something's like super popular and the, all the masses are talking about it and raving sure. about it, I have no interest in it. Wow, really? You admit it, Rich? Well, I just find wow, the, can I we get that find, on tape? Put it this way: this... I find the conversation to be dull. Like if yeah. everyone agrees, yeah, true, and everyone loves it, and everyone's just praising it. It's so fucking boring. Like yeah. it's just, oh my yeah. god. Like okay. I'd rather something. If if you're going to talk about something, I'd prefer something that's maybe something that makes you talk, or like it's not super popular. You know what I mean? Like maybe it's like fifty fifty or sixty forty at least, and you can have discussions about. Well, okay. Like, where were you on X Files in the nineties? Because X Files caught the zeitgeist. Where were you on X Files at its peak in the nineties? Because I was all about it. Were you? Uh, well, X Files were fine because I mean, X Files was like pre-internet. Like sure. that's the thing. I think also there was the internet. internet. There was internet. Cool, um, there was internet. Yeah, but not like not like now, man. Not like Twitter when people would be fucking tweeting right mm. in the middle of a show yeah. or an episode, or you know what I mean, mm. or or like getting on then and, and and everyone's just fucking talking about the show that just aired or mm. or stuff and all that. Like I'm just like. X Files was was, but that's the thing. Like things were popular back in the day, but you still felt like it was like your own because uh. when you watched it, you were own your own to the world. Uh. 
Okay. Uh, I mean, I, I, don't I don't know. know. It's hard to explain. As I said, I just... Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Seinfeld at its peak. Were you watching? Never got it. No. I never, yeah. never okay. believed this one. No, there you go. But I, I think, again, that's why. Everyone was loving it, and you were just like, no thanks. You know? You were just like, no uh, thanks. I just didn't get the humour. Honestly, I didn't get the humour. I was just like, I don't know. I don't know why this is so funny. <laughs> you didn't like the observational humour? It, obs- it was basically I mean, ob- I, observational. Yes, I, I mean, that's, well, that's, that's the entire show is literally just observational humour, and then mm. just occasionally with Kramer being fucking weird. Like, mm. uh, that, that's it. Yeah. Okay. Um, now, Halo. Yes, uh, I mean, they're pretty despicable people. Oh, come on, Richie. That's they're not that bad, man. They're not that bad. They're pretty normal. Like the fucking show ended with them all going to jail. That's how bad they were. Oh, yeah, but that was just a gimmick, man. Like, I, I don't think they were that bad. I don't think they were any worse than most people. It's not a, yeah, but it's not a gimmick that you can do unless they are bad people, unless they are shitty people. You can't get away with an ending like that if, they, if they're not shitty uh, people, if they're not selfish, shitty I mean, come on, George did terrible fucking things to people. <laughs> um, now, the Halo producer is talking about now why the TV show succeeds where movies fail no. uh, from <laughs> video games. And I'm like, okay, how much is this succeeding, firstly? Because I'm watching it, and it's okay. Oh, we need we need to define what you are yeah what you are classifying as success because yes. no one I know of mm. likes the show. Okay, I was going to say because you 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 know more people than me who are actively. I, I mean, I'm watching it. A colleague at work's watching it. We're both like it's okay, um, but we're not Halo gamers. Like I've never played the Halo game. What's your friends who have played Halo? What's their reactions like, Rich? Mm, don't like it. No, they're against it. Like the, the 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 best thing that someone said about it was it's mediocre. Yeah, well, it is. You know, it's it's average to mediocre is how I describe it. It's not it's not the worst thing of all time, but it's certainly not. It's not going to win any yeah. awards. Uh, for the people that uh, for the other people I know who are more the Halo fans, mm. it's not mediocre to like like uh, uh, okay. It's basically mm. like crap to right. mediocre. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. I hear. You. Which is not a good sign, but anyway. So turning back to this guy, so he's he's essentially saying that the TV format is the game plan, um, and it's going to start a new trend that sees popular video games being adapted as live action blockbuster dramas rather than movies, because you know movies many times. I mean, Uncharted. What did Uncharted take at the box office? Was it a hit? I'm not sure. Oh no, no way. I'll go to box office manager, but but my question I've I got. We did all right. I don't know if it was a hit though. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm just googling while we're talking, but my question is, Rich, like if we take Halo, which is I'm not sure if it's a hit or not, but and we look at uh, Assassin's Creed, surely Assassin's Creed, the studio is watching Halo quite closely to see you know, what they can learn from it. Because they're kind of similar franchises. Okay, so Uncharted's taken $392 million worldwide. It's taken $146 million at the US box office, $246 internationally for a three nine two finish. It's not bad. I mean, it's not it's not the best thing ever, but it's not too bad. $392 million worldwide. No, as I said, it probably did. It did okay, but I mean, mm. I don't think it set the... I don't think it set the box office on fire or anything. Mm. Yeah, true. Um... Do you think Assassin's Creed is going to be taking some lessons from all this? 
I mean, if they're smart, they would be. But I mean, a lot of people are these days are super arrogant and think they're no better than than audiences and fans and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, yeah. for fuck's sake, the, the people who are doing the Halo show literally said, oh, we didn't give a shit about the games. We didn't even look at the games. We couldn't give two fucks. That was a mistake. What happened in the games? We're doing our own thing. To me, that if that's not issue. arrogance, then I don't know what is. So, you know, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and I think someone else just said that recently as well. Oh, that's right. Um, Pedro Pascal said that because mm-hmm. he's playing Joel in The Last of Us. Mm-hmm. TV show is it they're doing a movie? I don't know what I can't remember, but they're doing a live action, live yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, I didn't even look at the game or really or whatever. I wanted to look at Joel through my own eyes, and I'm like, really, you're what the fuck? That's like saying, oh, I didn't read any of the fucking Harry Potter books or the or the James Bond books because I want to bring my own yeah. take on the character. And it's like, that's not your fucking job. If you are doing something that's based on an existing character, mm. your job is to portray that character, not your interpretation of that fucking character. Yeah, I, I think you owe it to yourself to There's a lot of arrogance out. in the world today. Yeah, true. Um there was a there was a cameo from Nolan North in the Uncharted movie. I thought you'd appreciate Rich. He's he's when they come out of the water at one point, they come up to this beach and there's this guy uh lying on sort of a sunbed and he goes, Oh, you've just come out of the water like after a plane crash. That happened to me once. And I said to Michelle, I'm sure that's Nolan North and it was. <laughs> I checked I checked up on it. Um, so there was that nod to fans, Rich. That sounds pretty funny. Now, um, what are we expecting from... Yeah, I'm just trying to see if there's any information on Assassin's Creed, but it's really very little information coming out uh, from Netflix about Assassin's Creed. There's almost nothing. And it almost makes me wonder if, you know, you would think the Assassin's Creed show would be a big sort of jewel in the Netflix crown, but as we know from last week, Netflix are having some problems. Um, there's certainly a lot of problems happening at the moment with uh, Netflix um, and, you know, the expense of an Assassin's Creed. Like, it's going to be a big-budget show, I would think. I mean, the Halo show couldn't have been cheap. I was just saying, Rich, that, like, the Assassin's Creed show is going to be a big-budget affair, I would think, and, I, and I'm sure the Halo show was expensive. Do you think Netflix could be having some second thoughts about the expense of an Assassin's Creed show? Yes, <laughs> Netflix <laughs> is losing money like yeah, like it's going out of fashion. Mate. They're bleeding, aren't they? They're bleeding. But badly. again, this is you see, this is. I think Netflix got a little bit too greedy mm. in that the, they had some success with um, self-published shows and movies, mm. and um, so they kind of moved away from like hosting a lot of the. The other stuff, you mm. know what I mean? Because Netflix used to be where you would go and get all the movies and stuff from like other studios. But um, I just think they've sunk so much money into the Netflix original stuff. And let's be honest, a lot of that stuff is shit. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, Stranger um, Things yes, is probably you're going to find a couple of di- you, you know, I was going to say you're going to find a couple of diamonds in the rough. But mm. my God, they've thrown a lot of shit against the wall. Yeah, um, true, true. to see what sticks and. Um, you know, and now there's other places. You've got, you know, you've got the HBO, you've got Disney, uh, you know, you've got Paramount Plus, all this, you know, Amazon. I mean, there's a lot of alternatives to people. And I mean, if you can, if you get into the point where you're only getting Netflix shows and movies mm. on Netflix and people are like, wow, there's a lot of shit in this, in this crap I've got to find, you know, they, they might just go, I'd rather watch movies I know, you mm. know what I mean, that are made by Warner Brothers or or Disney or Fox or whatever. So, you know, I don't know. But see, if it's, I was them, I mean, if I was them, I would I would pump a lot of money into like a, to an Assassin's Creed kind of, 
get a TV show, get the animated show, get the product out there. You've got to create product that people want to see. I mean, they're smart to try to do that, but they, you know, to, you know, I, I see that kind of stuff as a factory, and you've got to pump a lot hey, of stuff they've out. They've cancelled so much stuff recently, so they don't. Yeah. I don't think they have the cash to do that. Yeah, really? You, you think they've got cash flow issues? Okay. I would have yeah, well, they've cancelled a couple of shows. Mm. No, 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 no. They've cancelled. Remember, they cancelled um, Bone. Um, there was another thing they cancelled. That's cancelled true. They did cancel Bone. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. They did um, cancel Bone. So I, I don't know. I think I think they are a little bit. I, I think they realise our oh, crap. We've just been making movies and shows and all that, and mm. and we didn't realise we were losing so many subscribers. We were losing money, mm. um, and the value's gone down. So I don't know. I mean, there's no easy answers. I mean, personally, what I would say is make one good show, mm. then make another, mm. then make another. Don't try and make twenty shows at once or twenty movies at once. Mm. And nineteen of them are shit. I would, I would get, <laughs> so, out, I would definitely get out. Uh, I would get out a um, uh, a live action show and an animated show. I do those two things concurrently. I, th- I think, you, I think that Assassin's Creed is big enough to support that if you throw the money in that direction. I, I really do believe that. I think oh. that I, that's what I would do. You know, you've got to give, you've got to give the punters something, man, to grab onto. And enough with this kind of bullshit of like, are we going to test the waters? Like, you've bought the property, pump some stuff out there. And, you know, at least with Halo, that's what they're doing. They're putting out a fucking show, you know. And, you know, yeah, people might not be enjoying it, but I don't know. It, it's it's a numbers game. Like, how many people are watching it? I, I, don't, I don't know if Halo's a hit or not. I really, I've got no idea. Do, do you hear what I'm saying, Rich? I hear what you're saying. I don't know if I agree sure. with you. I um, because because here's the thing. I get it. I know you love Assassin's Creed. I sure do. I don't think it's that big a name in the general populace that you think it is. That's going to draw so many fucking people to come watch a show. Assassin's um, Creed, especially after it's pretty massive. Especially after a terrible movie that came out called Assassin's Creed. Um, <laughs> that was recently. Bad. So that I mean, I'm I'm not sure that I look. I don't think that brand is the one you want to hang your hat on if you're going to spend a lot of money. I'd okay. probably find it more... Uh, just personally, I think I would find a more... Um, I don't know if universal is the right word I would use, but like a bit uh, a bit more broader brand mm. than um, something like Assassin's Creed. Because, you know, again, even Halo, outside of video games, no one knows what fucking Halo is. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, but there is a big video game like, audience, though, Rich. That's the thing, like... I think Assassin's Creed's bigger than Halo, frankly. Um, yeah, but Dave, here's the thing. When it comes to video game people, a lot of them pirate, so a lot of them are probably going to pirate their fucking mm. movies and TV shows as well. So I mm. wouldn't I wouldn't count on them as your audience to make money off of. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. But I, I don't know. Like, it's, it's weird because a lot of it's eyeballs and a lot of it's, you know, word of mouth. And if they have a good show, it will drive subscribers. Um, that's what they're trying to hold on to at the moment. Right now, they're trying to hold on to subscribers. You know, they're losing subscribers, so they need to get product out there. Because the because what's happened? I mean, I'm no I, I'm no you know expert in the field, but basically, what happened was they were the big guys in town of streaming. They were the originals that broke through massively, and they got a lot of audience base. And then a lot of competitors, Disney, HBO, etc., as you said, have come up, and they start stealing the base because people are like, well, I don't want to pay for not everyone wants to pay for six subscriptions, you know? 
Um, it could be parents with kids. You know, they've got to make some decisions about what they want. And, like, HBO Max has a pretty attractive offering. Disney have a pretty attractive offering. You've got your Amazon, which comes as part of the Prime service. Like, there's other options now where Netflix isn't automatically, just because they're first, you, you could form an argument. You're like, do, do I really need Netflix? You could certainly have that discussion around the dinner table. Like, how much Netflix are we watching, kids? Oh, well, we're watching, you know, a fucking ton of HBO right now. You know, whatever we're watching. But do you know what I'm saying? I think part of the erosion of the base is actually quite natural because of the the sheer level of competition that's come up inside the last two years. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but that's what I'm saying. Like, that what they need to do is stop trying to throw so much shit against the wall. Mm. They need to they need to bunker down, right? You've mm. got you've got your library mm. of, of mostly shit, but <laughs> um, but you can't just keep making shit because you're just going to lose more subscribers. Because you got to remember, if all you're going to be getting at some point is just Netflix original shows, because mm. everyone else has got their stream service, you need to make sure that you're putting quality content out. You need to make sure that you're putting shit out there that people want to watch. Mm. There's no good throwing ten things out there if only one sticks because one you're wasting money. Mm. You then you're losing more money than you're probably making because you've made, you've had you know nine yeah. failures yeah. to have the one success. So I think what they need to do is maybe be a little bit more disconcerting with what they want to make. Mm. Uh, you know, really weed out the quality scripts or the quality ideas from the you know mundane yeah, from, from or the average or yeah. shitty, and just slow down and just try and put out quality stuff. Mm at a steady pace instead of trying to put out 20 things at once and only one of them is good. I mean, that that's my thoughts of that. I don't know if that's right or not, but I mean, that's just how I, mm. that's what I would do if I was um, losing that many subscribers and money. Yeah, I've always been a, a fan. I mean, it can burn you though. Like I remember when Warner Brothers were definitely having some issues when, you know, Disney was just kicking their ass with the Marvel movies. And, and it was like, well, Warner Brothers had Harry Potter and they had various other things. And, and you know, this is after the Harry Potter movies. And I, and I sort of said to myself, they've got to, like, pump out shit from that. But the problem is they then pumped out the prequel movies. I would also pump out shows. You know, I, I, I am a fan of spamming a bit. I, I do think you've got to spam the audience a bit. And, like, Marvel do it. Like, look at Marvel. Look at, look at Disney Plus and all the shit that's on there. You know, they, they pump out a lot of stuff for the little kids as well. They, they get them young rich. That's what I'm sort of saying. I, I think sometimes you really need to, to spam the audience. And that's what I would do a bit. And that's what I would do with Assassin's Creed. I would, ha I would, I would have a show. I'd have an animated show. I'd see how those things go. Put money into it. Um, but again, Disney is also plateaued. Um, mm. And they're not growing. So again, at some point, if you're not growing, you're not bringing extra money, you can't just keep making shit. Yeah, but but, not, but all those subscribers, all those subscribers, they resubscribe. Every, you know, their charge comes in every month, so that's cash flow in every month. That's revenue. You know, it's not yeah, but just, it still costs money to keep making new shows. Is my point? Like, it's not yeah, but just once like the show is once show. the show is made, it's on the shelf. You know, and then you can amortize the cost and all sorts of things. Like, do you, do you know what I mean? Like, that's 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 the that's the great thing about creating your own content. You don't have to pay licensing fees. You own the show. And you, it can be on the library. Doesn't cost anything more, you know. And then the subscribers keep turning up month after month after month. That's the beauty of the subscriber service. And when you're creating uh, your own content, again, um, I don't know. Subscriptions are down across the board mm. on all 
subscription services. So I don't know, mate. That's the point. Like, mm. you can't, it's not a, yes, you may see it as, oh, we get oh, month after month, but you're getting different amounts of money depending on who's canceling, how many new people are showing up. Like, like if you, if one quarter you lose like 20,000 subscribers, mm. but you only gain, I don't know, 3,000, well, that's a minus 17,000. That's money. That's a lot of money you've lost. Yeah. Over that quarter, so I mean, you can't just keep pumping shit out like you're expecting this much. But putting out, putting out content, you're they're always trying to catch something like Ozark, for example, on Netflix was a hit. You know, like a cult adult kind of hit. It's a bit of cachet. It's exclusive to Netflix. That's the kind of stuff they're always trying to create. Like with with all these kind of like I agree, throw it at the wall ideas. You're always trying to create kind of that dinner conversation show, so that people. Like, oh, where's that on? Oh, that's just on Netflix. Oh, sweet. Okay, I might look at getting that then. You know, that's what they're trying to do by creating their own content. I do think you you are honestly, uh, you know, when you look at TV, I mean, for every hit, there's what, like six failures, I would say, of stuff that gets, you know, released. So it's always been a sort of high-risk game. You've got to spend the money and see how the audience reacts. So, I don't know. I just think if they're serious, you've got to continue. Oh, I agree that you have to spend the money, but you also need the money. Mm. You need money to come in. So, it's a bit of a sort of snake-eating-itself problem where, Well, you they've know, got funding. I you mean, need to you spend know. money. You need to spend money. Oh, but, you know, let's be honest. I mean, again, um, uh, Netflix has, has posted a record loss. Mm. Okay. So, they didn't make money. They sure. lost money. And... Obviously, Disney being in the news lately, um, um, you know, uh, losing subscribers, um, losing their special um, status. Like, yeah. um, um, you know, again, it, that's what I say. Like, yeah, you you got to spend money, but <laughs> you got to make sure the money is also coming in. No, you fun. can't keep operating at a loss forever. That's for sure. You got to you got to start posting profits. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I guess it's something like Amazon. Remember, Amazon were posting losses for years until now they're so dominant, you know? But but again, they were the only game in town. They kind of eliminated all the other competitors. Uh, again, but Amazon's a little bit but Amazon's a little bit different. And again, everyone got helped over the last two years with the lockdowns mm. um, because everyone couldn't go out. So, you know, everyone subscribed to a streaming service. Mm. But now that, let's be honest, that's kind of over. Mm. You know, I think a lot of people have cancelled their subscriptions. They're like, oh, I don't need it that much. I can go out. I can, mm. I don't need to stay at home and watch TV as much anymore. So, you know, I mean, that's another thing you've got to factor into, you know, your predictions and stuff and all that is like, okay, sure. well, now sure. we've, we've, for the last two years, we've been living on a, on a lockdown plan. Mm. Well, what's our plan now for the unlockdown, like for the, yeah. for the new, um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, but you know, that's for smarter people than me. Yeah, it's interesting stuff. Um, I'm I'm always up for that discussion. I mean, there really is so much happening in this climate now. This was interesting. James Gunn was consulted on Thor 4's uh, Guardians of the Galaxy usage. Uh, he says he asked for some adjustments to be made on the use of the Guardians, and those adjustments were done. Um, he's very full of himself, James Gunn. I find, you know, like I, well. You know, I really, I really. He's do. gone from being fired to being the the uh, the yeah. uh, the bell of the ball. Yeah, that's true. That is true, and you know, but like, uh, w- I'd love to know what kind of adjustments he was he was making because his wacky shit, like well, you know. Although I will, I will give him credit. He did mm. stand up for for Chris Pratt, so you know, I can't. He's he's a bit of a wanker, but I mean, at, at least he. Um, 
Oh, you like because Chris Pratt was getting Chris some Pratt. Chris Pratt because he's like an evangelical. Well, was... people were trying to get him fired from no. Marvel, yeah, for because of his which ties I don't agree to... with. If you don't like someone, you don't like someone. But mm. You don't you don't try and go for someone's livelihood. I'm sorry, that just crosses a line. If you don't like someone, you can say fuck it. I don't like him. I won't go watch his movies. No sure. problems with that. We've got no issues. You don't want to go watch someone. You don't want to go support someone. Mm. Got no issues with you. But you actively trying to hurt someone's reputation, their profession, their job, their income. I kind of draw the line at that. That's all they like, do. They, they do, people do that all the time now. That's, no, but that's yeah. what I'm saying. I do, at least I tip my hat because James Gunn is not religious himself, mm. right? Mm. He's very, very anti-religion. Mm. But the fact that at least he was like, hey, if you if you want to get rid of you know Chris Pratt, then I'll leave as well. You know what I mean? I'll... I don't think there was any real danger of that happening, though, man. I I, I think that was a story. But I'm saying he could have just shut his mouth. Yeah. I don't think there was any danger of Chris Pratt, but the fact that he at least stood up for him. And and you you, you know why they were trying to cancel him? It's because of his religious ties uh, to homophobic, you know, sort of um, religious stuff, basically. Like hardcore evangelical. Religious people are homophobic. Oh, my God. That's terrible. We should get rid of all the Muslims in the country. Am I no, right? I mean, I'm just saying, I, I believe... Right? I, 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 dude, I don't agree he should have been cancelled. No, I'm, I'm saying not that saying to you. Yeah. This is what I would say to them. Yeah, exactly. All these people that yeah. if you say that you don't... Like, literally, all these people that attack Chris Pratt, if you turn around and said to them, yeah. oh, I really don't like Muslims, they'd be like, oh, you're an Islamophobe. Yeah, you yeah. should respect all. And it's like, hang on a second. Yeah, I know. Yeah, exactly. You hate Chris yeah. Pratt because... Yeah. You say he's religious and so he's anti-gay, yeah. but yet you will defend Muslims who are also anti-gay because they yeah, are I a know. different... It's a very selective... Like, I, of people. I, it's so fucking stupid. It, no, it's ridiculous because, I mean, I'm, you know me, I'm certainly anti-religion. I think it's one of the worst things that's ever happened in the world. But that said, mm. people can be members of churches and can still hold down jobs and stuff, blah, blah, blah. They shouldn't be fired because of their church's beliefs. And as you say, it is very odd when these people are very selective on Chris Pratt, but like a fucking million other people of all different varying faiths and beliefs and stuff are all above board. You know, it's it's weird that they've angled in on Chris Pratt, who, from well, my knowledge, has not exactly come out with a ton of, you know, anti gay statements that I've at least seen. Well, I mean, you know. from my knowledge, I don't know if I don't know of any religion that is pro gay. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, um, but I'll say this I don't necessarily. Here's the thing I mean, I don't have an issue with uh, Jewish or, or Christian anti gay because at least they're just like, oh, I'm anti gay in the sense of that I don't believe in it and I believe you're going to hell. But there's no, there's no laws, there's no throwing people off buildings, there's no castrating people. Do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I, a, I'm not. I look, I, I don't I, agree I, with I, your lifestyle. Uh, I'll, I'll, you know, but that's that's for you to be judged at the end of your life. That's not. My I'm, look, I'm not. If, a, if that sort of anti-gay, I've got no issue with that, right? Because that's your religion. I do. That, I've sorry, got. Right? I've got real problems with that personally, and I think that should be kept out of schools and out of classrooms and everything. I, you know, and that's poisoning minds. But that said, that's a cultural thing, and it's not Chris Pratt's fault. <laughs> like it's weird that they're targeting in on one person, you know. Like, but that's my point. It's not like Chris Pratt is going out there trying to convert gay people or, yeah, um, you know, uh, try and stop people from being gay. It's just that he's part of a religion that just doesn't. 
Apparently, um, he's a hardcore. He's a hardcore Jesus freak. Uh, I've heard reports that on set he's been told to shut up at times due to the amount of preaching he's been doing on sets. I, I believe there, there's probably a bit more to the story if you actually dug into the details. Uh, there's a reason why he's being targeted. But that said, it, it's freedom of belief. Well, then they, they better they better start getting ready to target Mark Wahlberg then. Yeah, well, probably. I mean, because Mark Wahlberg is is starting to make religious movies now because he wants to celebrate his um sure his faith. So yeah. you get be you, you know uh, I don't think these people realize that uh, generally sometimes as people get older they do tend to drift. Um, Face. Oh look, you know, um, at the end of know, the day, it's it's people's like at the end of the day, people have a right to, uh, like, I, look, I'm a stone cold atheist, always have been, other than the death and money gods. But you know, you can't control what other people believe, and they're entitled to their beliefs. Like, frankly, I, I'm a big believer in that. It's it's like freedom of choice, like Jesus, like let it, you know, let it happen. Um, but. That said, do I think that the religion should be in schools and preaching, you know, basically intolerance? No, I don't at all. But that's a separate issue to Chris Pratt being in a movie series. Yeah, but you know? to be fair, Dave, unless you're going to a Catholic school or a Christian school, most schools do not have religion. Ah, uh, yeah, but I don't know, man. They they seem to they seem to insert themselves a lot these days. And all I'm saying is, I really am against that. But he has every right to have a career. And the fact he's a member of a church is no reason that he should be cancelled from Marvel. And this is coming from, like you're saying, James Gunn is non-religious. I'm exactly the same. And, and I'm saying that about Chris Pratt as well. I'm saying, it's ridiculous. You're targeting him for this. Like, if you feel that strongly, like if you have that much of a moral belief that Chris Pratt being part of this evangelical church and a Jesus freak, which is what he is, is that much of a problem? Well, don't support him. Don't go and watch Guardians of the Galaxy. Like that. That that's that's. Yeah. I would vote with my daughter. Like yeah. honestly, vote with dollars. Now, now I will say this: if Chris Pratt in the media was putting out consistently homophobic comments, consistently, I'm talking consistently. Uh, yeah, I would agree. He probably should get fired because he's putting that out publicly. He's making himself a target. But if it's nothing more than rumor and innuendo and linkage to a church that he's part of. I'm sorry, I, I, I think that's drawing too long a bow, and I think you could you could probably take out a third of the entertainment industry in the same general fucking sweeping move if you were going to do that, and it would be all religious faiths of all varying creeds, and it would be absolutely stupid, you know, because there's nothing to say that just because you're an atheist that you're morally better anyway, like, you know, and I am an atheist, and, you know, just because... You, it, all it means is you don't believe in the particular God, basically. That's it. Um, other than that, everything else is still on the table. You can, you can be an atheist and still be prejudiced and homophobic and racist, like you know completely. I, can I just say one of my favorite jokes about being an atheist is that to be an atheist, you still have to have a belief. Mm. Yeah, I mean it's slightly more complicated than that, though. It's also like you, you know, like what I don't want to get into it too much, but I will say this: it is weird to me that people believe so devoutly in what is clearly a, a man-made religion that came up within the last 2,000 years and yet they discard all the other beliefs that have come and gone since and they seem to have no problem with the fact that you know these other beliefs came and went and were sort of the flavour of the times and then they sort of hop onto this, this, this new one and watch it splinter itself up into 
various schools and divisions and different churches and blah 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 and it's like really do you really believe that somehow you've got you've caught onto the one right one are you that sure but they are that sure and it's it's baffling to me but religion has always been a great sort of form of social control um that's been its major thing i mean it gives people comfort but it's also a huge form of control and that's shown if you look in society that's one of the basic reasons why religion was incorporated so heavily into government you know, it's a control mechanism. That's how I see it. And, you know, it is what it is, man. I don't want to get into it too much. But at, at the end of the day, I have strong feelings on religion, but certainly Chris Pratt should be entitled to keep his fucking job in Gardens of Galaxy, you know? Agreed. Like, you know, when you boil it all down, that's actually what I'm... And I, and I also think that's the majority of people thinking that too. I, I think the, the I think the calls for him to get fired was coming once again from a very vocal and very small group, you know? Like it wasn't. Well, my biggest hope is that uh, the the Elon Musk purchase will at least get rid of all the Twitter activists. Mm. I don't know if it will, man. I, I think probably it, not because they'll they'll come back because I think if anything, um, it'll become like the Coliseum, like the arena, and he'll just let the fights play out a bit more. You know, as Olson well said, we're going to wind up back at the Coliseum in the Roman Circus. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, here's the thing: people are always full of. Um, False um, threats. Like, you know, remember sure. when they, when everyone said, oh, if, if Trump gets elected, I'm moving to Canada. And yeah, not yeah. a single person fucking moved to Canada. Yeah. And then everyone's like, I'm going to delete my Twitter account if if, if Elon buys yeah. Twitter. I guarantee you no one's going to fucking do it. Yeah, I mean, a, a few will, but, but but very few. Oh, yeah. I, I, like... oh, some people some people who, if they paint themselves into a corner, like if, you, if you're like maybe a celebrity or a, a thing and you've said that you will definitely do something you may feel obliged to do it but i yeah. think your random person shouting into the fucking void i'm going to cancel my twitter if there's yeah. horrible man they won't don't worry. like i'd be like fucking cancel and see if i care like <laughs> no, it doesn't bother me i just said i'm not on it at all so I mean, whether you're on it or not doesn't really affect me in, that's in hilarious any shape or form. that's hilarious uh isn't it funny that i can rant about religion but i love my johnny cash god songs you know prince of peace uh... singer of songs He's alive. Well, He's alive. Here's, here's the thing, Dave. Like, I am, I'm not an atheist. I'm not religious mm. because I just believe that people inherently need to believe in something. Sure. Do you? It though? doesn't matter really? what it is. Do you, though? Yeah, like... every, every person needs to believe in something, whether that person believes in the simulation, creation, the simulation, and that's what they base their life around, or, or the simulation. If they want to live their life and believe in a simulation, if that gives them some sort of comfort or meaning <laughs> or helps them figure their life out, it doesn't matter what do what I it believe is. in, Rich? What do I believe in? I don't even know you what just I believe said, in. Cash, money, oh, fucking blood, go like. Yeah, you true, know, you, you you believe in the dark hill, baby. Like that's it, man. Yeah, I'm just saying. Like that's the thing is people, and that is why religion has been around forever. It's why yeah, yeah, yeah of course, yeah. But dude, that's hooked into a control mechanism too. That's hooked in. That's, I don't know if it's a know. control mechanism. I just think it's because as people, we look for we look for things that give us meaning. Yeah, but we it's exploited by governments. It, it's been exploited sure. by governments and, and all that. You know, that's through. an argument for a different day. I'm just sure. saying it doesn't matter whether you're religious or not religious. I think every person mm. fills their life with some belief. Sure. Like with something that gives their life meaning, something that yeah. they can, they can, they can. Assassin's Creed, Assassin's Creed, Vikings. Yeah, yeah. Or like, 
you know, thinking that you're a reborn Viking or whatever. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm just saying, I just think as people, we all, we look for something to give our life meaning and to give us. Sure. Um, oh, definitely. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. I agree. I, I agree with you there. Uh, what's the other option? Fucking full on nihilism, staring in the mirror with a gun at your mouth. But again, yeah. that's still a belief. That's my point. If you, <laughs> if you, if you believe in nihilism, that's still giving your life meaning in a particular so. way. Isn't that the absence of meaning, though? I think, isn't it? Well, no, that's no, that's the definition of nihilism. Like uh, nihil. But if you are a nihilist, oh, gotcha. you still right. put your, you yeah. still put your, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. your being, your your belief, your faith, your life into that meaning, thereby giving your life meaning. <laughs> like it's just one of those weird things. It is. Now, turning to a lighter topic uh, than fucking religion and the meaning of life, uh, Ubisoft, maybe the next video game publisher to be acquired. Richard, I'm concerned because... Well, I'm I don't not, think so. I mean, uh, obviously, obviously I'm a huge Ubisoft gamer, as we've established, because they do Assassin's Creed, they do Far Cry, etc. Now, my only concern is this. I bought my PS5. Um, the, Ubisoft games, as far as I'm aware, are cross-platform. Um, I'm just wondering if they got acquired by Xbox, that would be a major coup for Xbox, wouldn't it? It'd be huge. Depends on if you value the games, I guess. Well, uh, just forget about our personal valuations. They're very popular fucking franchises. You know, like, you know, they're... they're they, I, I, from just a sort of a sales point of view, if Assassin's Creed and Far Cry tomorrow were Xbox exclusive... That's going to push people to buy Xboxes, in my mind, gamers, because there's a lot of Ubisoft fans out there. So I'm concerned, because I was already concerned when, when Xbox bought Bethesda because I bought my PS5, but now I'm, I'm, now I'm worried, Rich. Do I have a right to be worried? Should I be worried? It depends if someone, if someone actually even bothers to buy them, because the thing is, from my understanding, it's Ubisoft themselves who are trying to get themselves bought. It's not like someone's. It's not like Microsoft or Xbox are actually actively looking to buy them. So apparently, the the, the owner or the founder, mm, right? Mm. Um, I believe his son is known is not interested in running Ubisoft. Um, I think I think it, like he's like now nah, I'm fucking I'm not doing this. So he's just looking to sell now because it's not mm. going to be a family business. So I think he's trying to float the idea out there to maybe someone buy them because obviously he's seen Sony and, and, and Xbox buying up all these studios and all that. Yeah, he's um, trying to cash in. The issue is, look, I mean, um, Microsoft's in a very interesting um, um, situation, right? Because they've got far more money than, than Sony, right? Um, mm. Sony's value is like a drop in the bucket compared to... Uh, really? Microsoft. I would have thought Sony would be massive. No, God, no. Oh, no, it's David and Goliath, my friend. Is it really? Um, I didn't know that. Oh, I thought oh, Sony with the whole sort of movie division and all that kind of stuff. No, 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 no. I guess, I guess Microsoft are one of the biggest corporations in the world. So yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Sony don't even come close to the amount of money that, that Microsoft has. So that's okay. why Microsoft can go in can drop, you know, $7 billion on an, on an acquisition of Bethesda. Or, yeah, yeah. Um, um, how much are they spending on the Activision Blizzard? Um, fuck, how many billion was that now? I forgot. Mm. But anyway, it's a lot. All Sony can really do is like they can buy one little studio, like they can buy a studio. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they can, they can go, oh, we'll buy uh, Bungie or, you know, we'll buy From Software or whatever. Yeah, they've got the money to buy a studio. Mm. So if 
if Xbox doesn't buy Ubisoft, I cannot see Sony buying it. Okay. Yeah. Because I don't think Sony could afford to buy it. Because Ubisoft's not just a, you know, it's not a, a single developer that makes like one game. Mm. You know what I mean? Like Ubisoft comes with Assassin's Creed, Far Cry, For Honor, mm. even the silly Just Dance stuff. They own the Prince of Persia. They've got Rapids, Rayman, the Tom Clancy stuff. Like mm. there's a lot of stuff that uh, is going to uh, uh, increase the value of your company. That many um, titles. Yeah. That many IP. Um, uh, if, if Microsoft goes, yeah. I don't really want your games. We've got Bethesda. We've got Activision, Blizzard, Activision. I don't know if Sony would have the money to buy Ubisoft. Honestly, mm. all I'm just on a like great analysis. All I'm thinking on a personal note is that I might eventually end up getting one of the new Xboxes. You know, I think. Oh, uh, you should get the new Xbox just for the fucking Game Pass. Yeah, well, that. you know. Yeah, well, I will. I mean, I've got two Xbox Ones, and uh, look down the track. I think I'll take my time, but uh, but I certainly, I Wait, certainly. What What's that? I one of them in. I guess I could, yeah. One of them's really old. Um, yeah, but anyway, it's interesting, man. It, yeah, but if you get that, but you can you can keep the older one mm. and trade in the new one because you'll have a newer Xbox X then. Yeah, that's a good point. It's a very good point, Rich. Um, yeah, I guess we'll we'll have to wait and see what's happening there. You're loving your Xbox though, aren't you? Uh, I've only really played uh, Borderlands 3 and um, Elden Ring on it. Oh. Um, I've taken a break from gaming this week just because... Um, you did so much was, of it. I was still so tired from it. <laughs> I was just so, so, still so tired from Elden Ring that I was like, I don't think I could start another game right now. But yeah. um, I do have another game lined up I want to play, which is, I think it's called um, Tales of Arise, which mm-hmm. is a Japanese RPG, so, or JRPG. Uh, which I want to give a go. So um, no, I'm, I'm enjoying the Xbox so far. I mean, just the as I said, the graphics, the, the, the load times are certainly going well. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And what... again, the game class is fantastic because mm. you know, God is the galaxies on there. Um, you know, that was a nice little which I, I still need to play. I haven't played it yet, but I mean, you know what I mean. You get you just get some good games that you can try. As I said, mm. I played Aliens Fire Team. Yeah, quite a lot of. Um, Remnant from the Ashes. There was some good stuff in that. And again, it didn't cost me anything to go buy it and play it. Yeah, you're fading in an outrage. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, you were, you were just doing a bit of a fadeaway. I was like, you, you were you moving away from your microphone? I don't know what was going on, but all of a sudden we were getting rich, kind of like fading in and out. It was crazy. Um, but anyway, so yeah. Now, being ethereal. Yes, indeed. Now, uh, there was some big news. Um, Sin City creator um, Frank Miller is launching his own publishing line. Um, it's called Frank Miller Presents with Dan DiDio. It will produce approximately two to four titles a year. The titles will be both based on previous Miller's previous works and new projects. Uh, he, he announced that one of the first titles will be Sin City 1858, a Western set in the Sin City world that Miller formed in the 1990s. That sounds interesting. The publisher also announced Ronan Book 2, a six-issue sequel to the Ronan miniseries published in 1993. That's interesting that Frank Miller's um, creating his own publishing house. I'm going to put some stuff out with Dan DiDio, uh, you know, co-running it. And I said, man, this is, on a, this is like... This is the the best time to be um, into comic books because you don't need the big two. That's yeah. what I've said for I think a couple of years now on the show is that yeah. you don't need the big two, man. Like you can do things digitally. You can go hire your own artist. Mm. 
you know, and you got some money, you are not beholden to the big two. And guess what? The big two is lacking so much. Mm. Um, there's people that are hungry, yeah. hungry for independent. Um, yeah, no, no, that's right. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. So um, we should do some Sin City. Fun. We should do some Sin City on the on the show. Actually, I think I, I like Sin City. It's cool. Um, now it's a very good movie adaptation as well. Yeah, I love that movie. I liked both the movies actually. Um, a new report uh, shoots down the fan belief that actor Tom Cruise is going to be portraying an Iron Man variant in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Well, God, it's it's only a week away. Um, it feels like the heat's gone off this rumour, Rich. Do you agree? Yeah, but, I mean, they also denied that uh, any other Spider-Man yeah. were going to be in the Spider-Man movie, and that was a pretty big deal to the fucking movie. So, mm. I mean, it might not be, but, I mean, who knows? I mean, just because people shoot down something doesn't mean anything. That's true. That's true. Now, I've got something for you. Amazon's Rings of Power, the Lord of the Rings series, uh, reportedly is costing almost $60 million per, dollars oh, per episode, Jesus. which is double the price of Stranger Things Season 4 episodes and quadruple the cost in Game of Thrones final season, which we ironically already covered. $60 million per episode, Rich. What do you think? What a waste of money. And, you know, it's going to be a woke Lord of the Rings but the very woke Lord of the Rings. And you know I'm watching, and you know that I'm looking to cash in that bet with my samurais. I'm looking forward to that day. Very forward to it. But um, Yeah, I'll, uh, yeah. I mean, I actually... Oh, shit, I should have remembered her name. I actually watched a very interesting YouTube video mm. um, uh, from this woman. I can't remember what her name is now. Mm. But she, she made a very good thing and she was using the Lord of the Ring, this new Lord of the Rings TV show mm. as, a, as a point of reference where she was talking about how... Um, strong women are not allowed to be feminine anymore, which I just I thought was a very interesting video because you've got Galadriel, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the movies, is very feminine. Yeah, Kate Blanchett, you know, very, very beautiful, very ethereal, but also very powerful. You know what I mean? You mm. can you can tell that she's got a lot of power in her. And then, of course, now they're like, oh, she's full of piss and vinegar and she's got a giant sword that's broken because of all the orcs that she's killed. And it's like, we keep putting, in today's age, we keep saying that a woman has to be more like a man mm. to be strong and powerful. And it was just a very interesting video, um, you know, because I, I think she's a writer or something as well. Mm. And so she was just going through the problem with a lot of female characters today. And that's why I said I find Chuck Dixon's his take on when he writes female characters to be very good. Oh, it's because excellent. He allows, him, he allows him to be feminine, but also to be, you know, strong mm. and, and, and capable and all that. And and she, you know, she made some very good points. I do think that today is is to make women more like men. Um, sure. In a lot of like really? movies and, and portrayals and all that. So mm. um, it was very interesting. But not everything. I can think of plenty. I can think of plenty of fucking shows with the like chick flick kind of stuff, you know, with sort of characters like you know. No, but I'm not. I'm not talking about chick flicks though. I'm talking about things like your Lord of the Rings, things like like action vehicles. um, Not necessarily just you know action or anything that's you know supposed to have like maybe a military woman or something where Mm. the the uh, the women tend to lose all their all their femininity. Right, and they just become basically, as she called it, men with boobs. Right. Okay. Yeah. Interesting um, point. Interesting point. Yeah. Again, I didn't agree with everything, but I just thought it was very. It was a very interesting topic. 
Yeah, sounds interesting, Rich. You you listen to some interesting stuff over there, man. Just just in your I love listening to interesting stuff. Just in your HQ. You're not just listening to old episodes of Signal. <laughs> I live those episodes. Man. Yeah, I can imagine that. <laughs> uh, now, how about this? Ewan McGregor reveals meeting Darth Vader for the first time on set of Obi Wan was terrifying. He's trying to make out that Hayden Christensen is terrifying as Darth Vader, man. Like, what do you oh, make okay. of this? Um. It just sounds to me like I didn't. It, I didn't. I didn't like. I, I didn't realize uh, um, McGregor was such a, a pansy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. oh my god! I'm so scared. I'm so scared. <laughs> like, how scary could he possibly be? Like, I mean, firstly, he's in the he's in the suit. So, I mean, oh, by he, the way, I don't. I don't know if I don't know if terrifying is ever a word that's been used to describe Darth Vader. I mean, imposing. <laughs> dominant you yeah. know intimidating yeah but i don't think i've ever heard anyone use the word terrifying yeah to describe Darth Vader. Yeah, yeah yeah i could be wrong but i've never heard it <laughs> it's pretty funny um yeah it it, it it makes me laugh basically like in, in essence uh now we have shopping with the gang rich we've got some good ones coming out this week ghost rider the epic collection hell on wheels is coming out um i'm certainly getting that uh, Incredible Hulk, Epic Collection, Crossroads, and I'm just typing in to see what that actually is, what period that covers. And then also, Richard, you might be uh, behind this, Star Wars Legends Empire Omnibus. Um, it, that'd be pretty good, wouldn't don't you think, Rich? Like, that's a pretty good period. Um, that is good. I might have that already in the Dark Horse trades. But, yes. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, um, it, that's from the Dark Horse. Um, yes, uh, time period, so it is very good. Anything from Dark Horse Star Wars is usually pretty good, so yeah, yeah. Was John Ostrander writing then? Was he one of the writers? No, he wasn't writing that. I mean, oh. this is back when they had a lot of Star Wars titles, so it was written by a lot of different right, okay, people because they had they, they were covering a lot of the different eras, right? Okay, so um, they had like the Empire era, they had the Rebellion era, they had the Clone Wars era, so they were writing, uh, they had the Old Republic. Era. So they were writing quite a few stars, and they were always setting them in different eras of Star Wars. So. Okay. Now I've got the description of the Hulk Crossroads. Uh, oh, sorry for yawning. Uh, Bill, Ma- Bill Mantlo um, wrote it. Uh, Bruce Banner is in charge, but for how long? After returning from beyond his battle world, Banner's precarious hold on the Hulk's savage persona has begun to slip, threatening to destroy the happiness he's finally attained. And when the fighting mad Hulk comes roaring back, it leads to a no-holds battle, battle against the entire Marvel Universe and a shocking twist. Now banished to the mysterious and deadly crossroads dimension by Doctor Strange, a nearly mindless Hulk must claw his way back from the edge of insanity. As he battles the UFOs, the Ligari, and a parade of ever more bizarre foes, the Hulk will confront aspects of his own fractured psyche. But how did Bruce's tragic childhood shape the monster within? Interesting. That sounds reasonably interesting to me. Do you like the sound of that, Rich? What? Did you say it's all right? It sounds all right. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, I thought it, I thought it was pretty cool. Um, but anyway, we'll 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 find out more about that. Um, and yeah, then you've got the Star Wars Legends Empire Omnibus, which I think um, is definitely quite tempting to buy. So coming back, Rich, just before Weekly Comics, you've got a breaking news announcement from the ambulance cast. What were you just saying, Rich? It sounded interesting. No, not, not breaking. You were talking about ambulance, and I was just looking it up, and I just one of the women looked familiar. Mm. 
Her name is uh, Aiza Gonzalez. I know the chick. She plays the paramedic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she was, uh, so I know her from, she was in the Bloodshot movie. Okay. With Vin Diesel, but she was also in um, Baby Driver. Okay, yeah. Um, but I was just reading up on her, and it seems that she made it quite far into the casting to play mm. Ray in the Star Wars sequel movies. And I oh. thought to myself, Jesus, really? Yeah. We could have had a really super hot Ray. <laughs> uh, she, she would have been better than the woman they got, Daisy Ridley. I thought she was fairly average. You know, you know, it's a big difference. I'm not going to lie. It's yeah, big... <laughs> yeah. I didn't hate Daisy Ridley, but I didn't think it was the greatest performance of all time. You know, like, um, yeah. But anyway, so anyway, there's been a lot of that's a, that's a lot of news, and great to hear a bit of breaking news, which coming in live during the show. I love it. See, this is where Rich, you do the research, you reap the rewards. You hear what I'm saying, man? So never be shy about bringing news in. I love breaking news. So, so, so when do I get my reward? <laughs> I'm taking in lunch next week. I told you that. I said I'm giving. I thought that was a reward for something else. God, it all gets included. My rewards when they come. Okay. My rewards when they come can be for multiple things. You know, like fair enough. All tailored into one lunch. I'm not a savior, and I'm not a saint. The man with the answers. I certainly ain't I wouldn't tell you What's right or what's wrong I'm just a singer of songs But I can take you for a walk Along a little country stream I can make you see through lovers' eyes and understand their dreams I can help you hear a baby's laugh And feel the joy it brings Yes, I do it with the songs that I sing I'm not a prophet And I'm not a priest I'm not a wise man Who's come from the I wouldn't tell you what's right or what's wrong I'm just a singer of songs But I can take you to a city where a man was crucified I can tell you how he lived and I can tell you why he died I can help proclaim the glory of this mighty King of Kings Yes, I do it with the songs that I sing I'm not a great man, I don't claim to be But when I meet my Maker and He questions me I won't hang my head I will stand proud and strong And say I was a singer Lord, I was a singer Yes, I was a singer of song Now, um, 
Um, okay, so we've got weekly comics. Now, we had a few this week. First up was World's Finest 2. This is Mark Wade. I'm going to bring up my um, issue while I'm talking. Now, I, at the start of it, didn't really enjoy this as much as I expected, and I certainly wasn't a fan of Robin's long pants because I can't remember any time in the continuity of Robin wearing long pants back in Dick Grayson's uh, days. That was, yeah, that was retcon. That was changed in New 52. Well, fuck that shit. But anyway, so other than that, though, I did like it. And because I thought, they do make reference to it, which mm, I thought was funny. They do. Because remember, uh, Supergirl seems to be quite annoyed with, like, him and Supergirl seem to have some sort of problems or issues. Or they had a bad and, day, you know, they had a bad day. Say, I think he says to her, it's the pants, isn't it? And so I think that, I mean, I thought it was funny that they did make reference to the fact that he was wearing pants. Yeah. Uh, look, I mean, I thought it was a decent issue. I gave it a 7 out of 10. I thought it got better as it went on. Um, my expe- The problem is my expectations for this are quite high. What did you think of it, Rich? Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, I think it's enjoyable, but only because my ex- expectations are so low. Really? <laughs> so, I mean, and it's, it's certainly exceeded my expectations. I wouldn't say that it's wildly exceeding my expectations. Mm. My expectations these days for Marvel and DC is so fucking low. Yeah. Um, that I, I just, yeah, this, I'm like, it's not bad. This is actually quite decent. Um, quite, I mean, I put it this way, it's a lot better than the next comic we're going to be talking about. So Sure, okay. Well, yeah, anyway, look, I mean, I, I gave it, uh, I'm going to give it six and a half out of ten. What are you giving it, Rich? Uh, I give it a seven out of ten. Um, I think it's the art's really good. Mm. Um, the story is interesting so far, and again, this is Wade at his best. I would say, or like, no, what, I, 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 don't, I don't think not he's at his best. best yeah. but, no, no, but what I mean, he's in that. He's in that ballpark. Yeah, he is he's in not, the ballpark. He is. I it's agree. not shitty. Um, no, I've got a, I've got a, a an agenda. I, I got a message. I, you know what I mean, Mark yeah. Wade. It's the oh, I want to tell a story, Mark Wade. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, look, it's promising. Uh, you know what? I'll upgrade to a seven. I actually is a seven. That was my original score. Then we had the book that we have been, I know I've been looking so forward to, Justice League 75. Uh, this is the death of the Justice League. Um, what did you, look, I gave it six and a half out of ten. I didn't hate it, but from what you're saying, it sounds like you weren't a fan. Uh, but I, I, I just feel like, I hate these um, comics that just feel like ads for the event. This is how this felt to me. What did you think, Rich? Well, I think this just is an ad because it, it says to be continued in the actual event. Yeah. So this is one of those, like, I guess, zero books you want to call it. Mm. Um, I'll be honest with you. Um, I barely remember it. Mm. Like, it's it was so boring, so bland, yeah, so mediocre. I literally... I, I honestly am right now even struggling to remember. I've got a question I mean, for I, you. I, I can remember the Batman Superman one very easily, right? They mm. save Superman. Um, there's this cool uh, Chinese mythology, mm. the sword. Yeah, that the, was cool. The, that was cool. That was really cool. And then they're fighting Faust and Billy Batson's missing his mouth. Cool. Um, do you know what I mean? Like there's shit happening that I can remember. Yeah. Um, and then just with you bringing up his pants, I can remember, you know, the dialogue between him and... Supergirl, where he's like, it's the pants, isn't it? And all that sort of stuff. So, I mean, the Mark Wade stuff, again, while not like his best work or anything, it's memorable. You remember what you read in it. The problem with the death of the Justice League is I don't actually remember really much. 
I mean, I, I know, uh, I do remember, sorry, that they really had run a play up like John Stewart, like being this awesome. Well, I was going to ask you a question. When John Stewart comes through, when John Stewart comes through and says, I'm all the backup you'll ever need, I'm bringing oh, the he's, God he's story. He's basically on God level now. Is he John really? Stewart's like being promoted to like God level powers. So is that behind him? Hal Jordan, uh, I see Deadman, I see Cyborg. Are, are they aspects of him, or are they just with him as he comes through, or are they gods too? Uh, no, that yeah, that's just him creating constructs, I believe. Like, oh, um, I mean, like, look, I'm, I'm being, I'm being facetious. I, 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 there's something to do with Pariah. I don't exactly know what. Um, mm. A lot of the villains uh, seem to be enslaved for some reason. Yes, Darkseid um, like Dark and, and others. And, and, and uh, Necron and, and all that sort of stuff. I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know what this darkness is. I don't know why Pariah is now a villain, mm. in a sense, trying you know, I mean, I, I understand technically from a law point of view that, you know, I mean, he doesn't want to suffer anymore, but... Mm. He does. He he seems to be a bit unhinged and all that. So well, he was um, always a bit unhinged, wasn't he? Pariah. He was yeah, always a but, bit. But oh my god, the John Stewart shit! I was just like, oh my god. Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm bringing the God Storm. Oh, you're so fucking cool now, John Stewart. I I I laughed when I saw that because I knew what your reaction would be. It must have been I, my reaction is similar. I'm like, I find John Stewart a very bland character. I, I'm I'm sort of stunned that they think that he's this. You know, I, just, I I just love that they've pretty much like destroyed and and killed the Green Lantern sort of book just to make John a god. <laughs> I mean, he's a god. Like, that never works, yeah. that kind of stuff, you know? Like, when you get to that level, that that stuff never really sells well. Or, you know, it's too powerful. You can't do much with it. You know, like, it's just boring. I, I'm not sadly, a uh, Sadly, Naomi didn't seem to be with them when they were all killed. So. <laughs> yeah, where was Naomi? I said to you that I guaranteed you Naomi would survive this, and yes. No, she was fucking, no, she was in the Hall of Justice with uh, Flash and Firestorm and all that sort of shit. So was she with... Um, Wally, Wally with Flash, I believe. Yeah, in the Justice League Incarnate, which I actually do like the Justice League Incarnate and President Superman. Um, there were some good Green Arrow moments. Um, I enjoyed seeing the Spectre when he says he's the spirit of darkness. Uh, what did you think of the art? Because I, I, I kind of yeah, dug art, the art. Art, art, was fine. art was fine. Yeah. Um, and yeah, look, it, 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 I'll be honest with you, the art's probably the best thing about the book. Yeah. So one of the, well, maybe she did, she didn't survive because. Oh, no. Naomi's there. Naomi's there. Don't worry. Don't worry. I made sure to remember oh, that. Oh, yeah, you are right. She is there with... um. So is that John Kent, Superman? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. At the end, they obviously, yeah, yeah that's, right. that's John. Right, okay, yeah. How can you tell it's what him a, and not the regular Superman? I mean, she's supposed to be part of the Justice... Oh, because uh, if he's... Um, Belt? His emblem goes from his shoulders. Right, okay. So he has, he has red... Um, does Make Superman sure have a belt? He's got a yellow belt. I see John, John Kent. Does Superman have a yeah, yellow Superman, belt? Yeah, Superman's back to his normal costume, thank God. He's back mm. to his undies and yeah. little yellow belt and all that sort of thing. Okay. I'm, I'm, can I be honest with you? I love seeing that. I mean, that's the one thing I will give Bendis credit for. <laughs> the only good thing Bendis has done in all the stuff that he's done at DC was to put Superman back into his classic costume. That's the only good thing Bendis has done at that company. Yeah, probably you're right, I'd say. Yeah. So, uh, look, 
I didn't hate it. I'm giving it 6.5 out of 10. And we are definitely doing the event, Rich. So get bunker down for the event, my friend, because we're going to be doing the Dark Crisis event. So I'm looking forward to that. I thought we were done with the crisis. No, we're not. They said no more crisis. No, this is the crisis after the final. We had final crisis, but now we're having dark crisis. Oh, and then what will we have? Like Like, tomorrow crisis? Second after final crisis. crisis. Post post dark um, light crisis. Um, <laughs> twilight crisis, morning crisis, winter crisis, crisis autumn crisis. We'll, we'll, you know, we'll just go. We'll just go the crisis crisis. Yeah, the crisis of crises. Um, I also like Justice League Incarnate. I, I guarantee you probably hate them, Rich. But like with Captain Karen, oh, and, no. I can't. I can't stand that President Superman. It's so political. Oh come on, man! Have a bit of fun, dude. It's just Obama as Superman. That's it. Yeah, which no. I I'm sorry. Like I. I draw the line at that. Like, I wish they had a Nixon. I don't, I don't feel. I don't feel like any presidential person should be, um, should be like an allegory. Oh, as come like a on. Why like not, man? Not, you... not as, and, and especially. Wait, hang on, and especially not as canon. Why can't you have actual? What could you have, Richard Nixon? Character. Can you have Richard Nixon Superman? No, you shouldn't have any. I don't believe <laughs> I am any not a crook. should be. I'm not a crook. Could you have Abe Lincoln Superman? You know, the sky's the limit. Bill Clinton. You know. No, again, I don't don't care what party they're from. I don't feel any president should be. All right, I was. Uh, I was be a Superman or a Batman or a Wonder Woman, and and yeah. especially if it's canon. If it's a one-off funny book or or something like that, yeah. that's fine. But he's an actual canon character. Yeah, I know, and he's he turning up a lot. Yeah, so. he'll probably die in this event, Rich, and it'll probably make it oh, happen. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Um. So out of ten, Rich, what are you giving it? I give it a 5.5. Fine. Right, good to see you using the 0.5s now, finally. Correct usage. Only because I'm just trying to be generous. Yeah, well, I just like that you're using them. Um, Punisher 2. Now, I'm going to give my thoughts on this. I didn't mind this, and I'm finding it kind of interesting. Uh, it's a bit of a... It's very supernatural. It's not what I normally would want from a Punisher book, but I'm, you know, it's cute. I'm curious. I also like the fact that his wife, you see the gunshot, um, you know, scars, the bullet scars, and she's kind of like, you know, very sleepy and stuff, like only kind of half alive. What, what do you think of this, Rich, um, of this Punisher? I was kind of interested, you know, you're not as big a Punisher fan as me. How are you finding it? No, I'm not uh, definitely not as uh, big a Punisher fan as you, but I'm definitely not a fan of this Punisher no. storyline. Um, I do, here's the thing: I do, oh, um, <laughs> th- these are sort of my issues with like um, retcons or prequels, right? Right. I don't like this retconning of oh, you know, when he was a kid, he was fucking violent and he was already killing people, and sure. the hand had his had the eyes on him and. You know what I mean? And this woman came and offered him a dagger when he's a kid that he forgot about. I don't like that. I don't like the idea of Frank being a sociopath sure. at like a young age. Yeah. I didn't I didn't like that whole like, oh, he's bringing dead carcasses home of yeah. animals and yeah. little do they know he's already killed his first man. You know, and this is he's what, like 10, 12 years old or mm. something like that. Mm. I'm not a fan of that. I'm I'm a fan of like he was a he was a good man. Mm. Maybe did some bad things in Vietnam. You know, he was forced to survive, forced to yeah. to do some unpleasant things. But he tried to come back to you know the states and 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 be a good man, be a good husband, yeah, good me father. Too. I, I agree. Yeah. And when 
when his children and his wife were killed, that is when something in him broke. That is when something in him snapped, totally agree, died. Rich. Yep, totally Something agree. else came in. I don't like this. Oh, you're a you're some some sort of blood god, kill god, yeah, avatar, and we approached you when you were a kid, and when you were a kid, there was already something fucked up in you, and mm. you were a little monster. I I don't like that. In I don't like that either. I, I'd actually forgotten that. about that, but yeah, I don't I don't like that at all. I think it sucks. Basically, so I'm, I, I would, if I was a Punisher fan, I don't think I would be enjoying this at all. Yeah, okay. but I mean, I'm not a Punisher fan, and I don't like it. So I can only imagine if you're a real diehard Punisher fan. Well, I, I am. If, if, I am. I am a diehard like Punisher fan. Punisher. I, I think I'm just so desperate for Punisher. But this, this, this is. I, I'm hoping that that Frank's playing them all for fools, and he just guns them all down in the end. You know? Yeah, but then it doesn't. It doesn't change the retcon. Yeah, well, fuck the retcon, dude. Like that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You, you, he could be playing them for fools and all that sort of shit. I get it. They're obviously, this is not going to be the status quo. But the problem with this book, mm. whether this is the status quo or not, this book has now already retconned his. Yeah, but his I yeah, his history. for this, I I hear you, and I don't like it either. I don't like that Frank Castle is kind of a bit crazy, um, but you know he killed someone. He says he, the the guy he killed. But I imagine. But if you if you listen. To the story, he was beating up on a bully who was bullying other children. They portrayed him as a sociopath. Yeah, but he was also he was already punishing in the schoolyard, which I kind of dig. You know, yeah, I I understand that, but then they were talking about him bringing home dead carcasses of animals. Yeah, all that was like they they portraying him as basically already a sociopath who who was. I guess then the argument is he's just using his kids his wife and, and kid's death as an excuse to be the horrible, you know what I mean? To Which is to, what to Garth Ennis, that he was which is what Garth Ennis kind of alluded to at the end of Bourne. Yeah, but he left, but he left it open. This he is not leaving it open. This is no. literally hitting you over the head saying he's a sociopath. Yeah, no, I did, dude, dude I totally get what you're saying and I, and I don't mean to massively defend it. I, I wanted to kind of get more of your opinion because I feel I'm a bit too close to it. You know what I mean? I know the Frank Castle I prefer, which is the fucking Chuck Dixon, Mike Barron, Carl oh. Potts, you know, Punisher. Again, maybe, yes, I'm looking at it with a, a, a less or a dispassionate But that's good. Because I'm not. That's good. No, no, because I'm not. But I know the, the, the position you're in because sometimes you are so desperate for something yeah. that you you get in you do enjoy it and you get invested and it's only then later Yeah, you look at it. you look back or you reread it and then you realise... Oh, you know, because sometimes time can help you because mm. sometimes you're in that moment, you know what I mean, like that you, you know, like I was super excited for the Green Lantern movie and even though the trailers yeah, it didn't look great, I was like, oh, it's going to be great. Oh, I can't wait. Fine. You know what I mean? And sure. I, I was just so happy. So, but, and, you know, after watching it, I, unfortunately, it was such a bad movie that I, I did leave the thing going. That was very disappointing. But mm. I could understand someone who's never had a Green Lantern movie before, who's been a Green Lantern fan their whole life, really enjoying that movie mm. and going like, oh, no, it was good, it was good, it was good. And then only maybe, you know, five years later or... Yeah, 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 for know, sure, over for sure. Time where they can look at it with le- with uh, less passionate eyes or... Oh, 100%, or, or, yeah, definitely. Uh, so, so I can understand, like, if you haven't had a lot of Punisher, maybe you're just like, oh, but it's just so good to see him killing people and, you know, being the Punisher. But as I said, I, I'm looking at it again, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be a fan of this Punisher if that was his act, if that's his new origin. Mm. Or backstory, I'd kind of be like, "Ooh, that guy's a psychopath." Like, no, man. I don't dig it, man. Yeah, uh, you, you're right, dude. I mean, you know, I hate to say that, Rich, but you, you are right, basically. 
Um, and I tried. Yeah, look, it, it is what it is. The, I, I tell you the part that I liked really out of all of it um, was was just the part with his wife because that I could buy. I could buy the fact that Frank would be prepared to cut a deal. I know, you know, before the internet rises up in anger, I get that this has happened before and Frank is sometimes he's not bought into it at all. But I can believe in a storyline where Frank, given the opportunity to be with Maria and, you know, sleep with her and feel a touch again, is intoxicating for Frank. You know, and I like the way that they show his scars and her scars. I think that's a cool touch. It's probably the only bit I really like in the whole book. The rest of it, I'm a little lukewarm on. And when you bring all that stuff about the kid, obviously I didn't like that. Um, and I don't really particularly like him seeing some massive god in a Punisher book, you know, and, you know, not just opening fire. Um, but I did like that scene, is what I'm trying to say. So I liked that scene. It's really the only scene I really dug. I wish, Frank, uh, I wish that Jason Aaron was doing a normal Punisher book without all this mysticism. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I almost feel like that's the weird thing. Like you, you're talking about the wife thing and all that. Mm. I think he looks really disinterested when it comes to her. It's almost like he, he knows already that it's not real. Oh, I think he realizes you know? it. Yeah. But, but this is the yeah. deal yeah, with the devil. He right? doesn't, because he seems very like dispassionate towards her. Like, Oh, I think he's you know pretty I mean? tender with her, man. I think he's tender with her, but I don't know. The way I read it was that he was almost a bit cold. Um, no, again, maybe I'm, that's because he doesn't believe that it's really her. I'm reading it that he knows she's very fragile and very close to death. Okay. Like she's only half uh, half there and he's just being very tender with her because he, it's... We'll, we'll, it's we'll, we'll find out because I'm sure you'll keep reading. I'll definitely keep reading and you're going to keep reading because we're going to keep doing it on the show. We're, we're, you think I'm going to not do Punisher when there's Punisher product out of the signal of doom? Seriously? Come on. You're doing it, man. For the if this if this goes four hundred issues, you'll be doing every four hundred. <laughs> I'll just have to start winging it then. <laughs> yeah. Start start just calling out the tropes and stuff like that. I'll just be like, "Great issue, Dave. What did you think about it?" <laughs> and uh, half an hour of Dave waffling on about it. Um, I'm giving it seven out of ten. What are you giving it, Rich? Ah. Uh... Look, the art's really good in it. Um, I'll give it a six out of ten, but um, you've got reservations. I just don't. I don't, I don't think it's a very good Punisher story. No, I agree opinion. with you. Uh, then we had something that was an absolute joy, as far as I'm concerned. The continuing tale away of the rat. I think we should keep doing this in two issue chunks, Rich. Um, I just dig it. Like the storyline is basically this one turns into a siege. This European guy comes across with a big cannon. And it's just decimating sort of the walls of the city. I mean, and meanwhile, the, it's the army of the Khans that are invading, like, what is kind of the Chinese, you know, capital city or something. Uh, what did you think of it, Rich? Because I, I, I dug this, man. I, I felt like this. Yeah, fantastic, really. Fantastic art, um, good yeah. actions, good characters. And it looks like the Khan is also a ring wielder, and it looks like he's the ring of sabers, maybe, or yes. swords. Yes, good point. I think people have totally slept on this title. I, when we have Chuck on at the start of May or mid-May, we're having Chuck on. I'm going to talk to him about Way of the Rat because I think it's an excellent series, man. You know? Um, and it'd be interesting to know... Oh, but can I just say something? This is what annoys me about um, Hollywood, right? Mm. Is we keep regurgitating the same shit. Right. right? I would love to see this Way as a Rat uh, as a TV show. Uh, as a streaming yeah. show or something yeah. like that, I would love it. I think it's, I think it's, it's unique. It's interesting. It's good. I mean, uh, okay, I'll say this. I, 
I would much rather they do something like this than mm. some sort of prequel or sequel or reimagining or reboot or whatever of like tired like franchises or already done franchises. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think this so, this is why I get so annoyed with him. There's so much good stuff out there, mm. but you just keep regurgitating the same dead franchises. Same old, same old. Such good stuff like this. This would make such a good show. Oh yeah. And Spielberg was 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 at one point DreamWorks were attached to, to this as a as a movie, and I can see why. Can I just say the art? I love the art. Let's actually let's let's name the artist because I, I'm just bringing it up here. Uh, where is the artist's name? I, guess I think it's Jeff Johnson, isn't it? I don't know. Um, yeah, you are right, Jeff Johnson. Not not a name that I'm familiar with, but I think his art is absolutely fantastic. Um, we should ask Chuck for any, any stories about Jeff Johnson working oh, with him. That, that's why, but that's why I've always said to you, like, mm. that's the weird thing about comics to me is that so many good books, the writer is remembered. Yes. And not the artist. Um, uh, Jeff Johnson has been around for, um, for, for, for quite a while. Okay. Um, and yeah. he's done some, some good stuff. He's got very good, consistent um, I love his art. Oh, I love his he's art. Not done, he hasn't done a lot of like big, mm. um, you know what I mean? Like like big stuff. Um, I believe he has, I think he did Thunderbolts. Okay. Yeah. I think at one point he was on Thunderbolts and I know he did do, uh, I'm pretty sure I've seen him in Valiant as well. But again, he's one of those artists that's so good, mm. but yet does not get the amount of work that he should, yeah. you know what I mean? Like yeah. this guy should be working on like Superman and stuff. I, know, I think he's done some stuff, you know, he can, he's done stints here and there, mm. but he's never had like a long running stint on a, on, on a, on a high profile. Well, he should. I mean, based on what I'm seeing here, he's absolutely fucking fantastic. Oh, I love it. Manton, uh, when it was, um, when it was, uh, Carl Rayner, but that was like towards the end of the Carl Rayner. Yeah. Sort of, uh, run if I believe in all that. So again, he, he he sporadically gets work and all that, but he's such a good artist, and I just feel like, you know, he should get a run on like Superman or yeah, or like Wonder Woman or or, or something like that. I just feel like um, I just feel like, and again, writers are owed that credit. I do not. I'm not saying oh, writers. I'm just saying it's so sad that we always remember the writers, mm. uh, but so many times we just don't remember the artist on on such a great book or a great series or something like that. No, I well, I totally agree with you, Rich. I think, um, I I think you've hit the nail on the head, man. Uh, you know, and this guy definitely deserves it. He reminds me of the artist Chuck had on Green Arrow. Actually, there's a similarity, um, in, in a way, totally different artist, but there's there's a similarity. And I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you agreeing with me that they're quite similar? Are you there? Yeah. Can you not hear me? Sorry, I couldn't hear you. Are you agreeing with me that they're quite similar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that. Yeah, I, I know. I uh, can't remember his name. I know the artist you're talking about when he did his um, the, the Connor stuff. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I dug it, and um, yeah, I, I love this way the rat stuff. So we will, we will keep doing a two issue chunk if you want, Rich, because uh, I'm, I'm finding it absolutely fascinating, and we'll get, we'll get right to the, to the end of it because there's about, I think there's about thirty issues, roughly, you know, something like that. Um and yeah, it's just good good times in rock and roll. Now then we had I finally did the issue that has I've I've encountered at your place of Savage Sword of Conan. Issue one ninety, the skull on the seas. Uh 
Um, I gave this 8 out of 10. It's pretty fucking much gold. It's it, a recap. Um, they Basically, they meet kind of like, what would you call the Mongols rich? Um, or they're at least, you know, they're from China. They come across to Conan's land in the boat. And then they've got the skull. Oriental. Oriental, yeah. It's, that's... Like, it's a bit of an amalgamation. That's why, it I is. mean, you, you have to just kind of describe them as Oriental because they are... There's elements of them that's Mongolian. There's elements of them of that's like Chinese. Sure. Um, and stuff and all that. So, yeah, um, really cool. Um, it's also a bit of a recap issue oh, as well. Oh, yeah, there's a massive recap. Like, life story. A bit of a recap. I, I, I think it's a fucking massive recap that just goes on and on and on. Jesus, I almost had to just sit down and take a chair and, you know, like, it was well. I mean, that's what that's what they used to do every couple of issues, or yeah. sometimes when they started a new storyline, they would just mm. go through for any new people jumping on at that point, or you know what I mean. Yeah. So um, it's a good way to do it, and uh, the art's really good. So it's fun to, to get that recap. Uh, yeah, would and they I also been... like that the skull of uh, uh, Falsa Falsa Doom? Falsa Doom, yeah, is uh, is on the ship as well. Yeah. It was kind of funny. I, I thought that was hilarious, man. That because I wasn't expecting that. Like when, when that when that guy just turned up like that, I was like, oh wow. Um, you know, he he's really he, he's really there big time. And I I, I just dug the issue. Um, and it, it's at the back end of one of my dark horse collections, and it was just great to finally because I've been around at your house and I picked up that um, you know, that black and white savage sort of kind of magazine a couple of times. I almost tried to put it in my bag and leave at one point. And um and to finally sit down and read the whole thing, uh, it was just it was just like a circle completed. And there is a sequel, Rich. So um or the story continues. It's it's the first. It's a one. It's a four parter. That was a pretty big first part. Yeah, well, the first parter was I think forty four pages or something. Jesus, because like yeah. again, they probably used like they probably used twenty um at least twenty issues to just give you the um. For 15, 15, 20 pages to give the recap. Yeah, yeah, that was the recap chewed up a lot of pages. Now, would that have been new artwork, um, you know, for all the different, or would it have been artwork taken from the stories and put in, or would they have redone the artwork? Oh, no, 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 that's all new artwork. New artwork, okay, cool. Well, I thought it was it was really well done. I, I uh, uh, By the way, uh, Braithwaite was the artist on the um, Chuck Dixon. Green Arrow uh, stuff, okay, yeah. Cool. Yeah, no, he's he's he's. I just, I just want to give Arthur a shout a shout out. Shout I like out you, Rich. Me. You're you're on top of your game tonight, man. You've been you've been hitting a lot of winners tonight, Rich. I don't know how it feels for you, but it feels to me like you've been he- hitting winners all night. Like you've been in a good position. You know, you're watching the ball, and uh, it's been fantastic work from you. You're so pretty standard. I'm giving an. You're pretty standard. I'm giving it an eight out of ten. This issue, Rich, to finally read it was was a pleasure in itself. Um, oh, yeah, you've been asking to see it for fucking... Yeah. <laughs> feels like years now. It has been years. It feels like it has been. Now, what are you giving Rich out of 10? Uh, yeah, 8 out of 10 sounds right. Cool. Uh, then we had uh, an interesting one, and one that I'm curious to see what you think. If they've relaunched Amazing Spider-Man again with an issue one, Zeb Wells on writing duties, John Romita Jr. on art duties... Uh, this was an interesting, amazing Spider-Man. Obviously, there's been some traumatic event that's happened in Spider-Man's past that I wish they would tell us what it was. Because obviously, if you've been reading, you would know. But considering it's a number one, I think they could tell you in this issue, and it would be a better issue for it. 
Um, Here's the thing, though. I don't. I don't know. Do we know what happened, or is it one of those things where everyone's no. like, "Oh fuck, what's happened now? We're gonna wait to find out what the." I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. You know what, what the issue is, because that's what I'm thinking. I don't know if this actually is oh, right, covered okay. in a previous book. I think the other book may have ended, maybe in a cliffhanger or something. Gotcha. But I don't think people are supposed to know because otherwise, you, what's the point of keeping it a secret? Yeah, you know, like. What would be the point of like, oh, fuck, why is MJ married now with kids and stuff? Mm. So I think no one's supposed to, something is supposed to happen and we'll get the reveal okay. later, I think, as to like. All right. Well, that at least makes a bit more sense. Cause... And that's what I'm assuming. I haven't read anything before, but if you're keeping it a secret, I would imagine that no one knows what's happened. Okay. That, that's just my brain, the way I view it. Yeah, well, I think you're probably right. Um, now, what did you think of the issue, Rich? <laughs> um so okay i i just don't know if i care about spider-man being um the out of luck character anymore like right. um you know again and, and you know uh, i i'm not being a hypocrite here because again i prefer Superman as a father, you know, yeah. I thought, you know, because again, I want to see my characters grow. That's kind of why I get annoyed with, with Batman in a sense, because I feel like for the last, like, feels like 40 years, mm. you know, Batman's just been this like super dour, miserable, you know, um, sort of character. I don't feel like there's been any character growth in 40 years mm. with Batman. Oh, but that's harsh. Know, I, again, that's how it feels though. Mm. I mean, do you feel that there's been that much character, like, do you feel Batman is any different now than he was 20, 30 years ago in terms of his character? Mm, I mean... Or, or even like, like his situation and all that sort of... And again, his I'm not situation, about, oh, like Alfred died or, oh, this character's moved on and this character died. Well, his character is his character. character. His character, Batman's character is, it's a default. No. It's a default character. No, 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 no. But you you can still evolve your character. Your, your character can still grow I don't want him to evolve. He's perfect. Um, that's my point. Batman. I like characters to evolve. You know what I mean? That's yeah, why. Good for you, but you like, can't get your I hands like... off Batman. You you stay away from Batman. Hey, um, Batman changed already, so he can change again. You bastard! Okay? I want him to change anymore. He was anymore. far more. He was far more um, <laughs> carefree. If we go back like 50, 60 years ago, sure, but that was than, a long time ago. Than he is. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. See, I disagree with you. See, I feel like Batman had just the right amount of edge. Mm. When it was like the the Bronze Age seventies um, yeah. and like early eighties, you know, when he was Batman and the Outsiders and all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, I know, like but but Dark Knight changed all that, man. That's my point. But he since Dark Knight, mm. he's kind of been stuck as that character or that. Yeah, character I character. I, I kind of like and him again, like Bat God. Trust like me, I understand the characters do get stuck in in a certain way for a long time because mm. obviously you want the character to be somewhat consistent. Mm. But at some point, I also feel like a character at some point there needs to be a change. You know, whether that be thirty years mm. or forty years down the line, like Superman, I thought. A natural progression for Superman was to be a father, mm. you know, and now you get to see, you know, because now it's like, hey, you were raised by two normal people mm. when you had powers, mm. but no one knew who Superman was. But now your kid has to live with the fact of you are Superman. Sure. You're supposed to, you know, you're perfect in a sense. Everyone sees you as perfect. Can I ask you a question? Does the world know, and this, I mean, I don't read the current Superman, does the world know that the you know new little Superman is Superman's son? 
I don't know, because the thing is, I mean, I don't know if they've put their genie back in the bottle with Superman telling everyone his secret identity. Because, I mean, you would assume that people must know. I mean, well, they have to. If See, I'm not reading a lot of DC at the moment, right? Mm. But yet, whenever I do read a bit of Superman or, or there's a story involved, no one seems to fucking even bring up the fact that everyone knows his secret. Yeah. Which is yeah. weird to me. So, yeah. I don't know if they're just trying to, like, pretend and not mention it so that it doesn't exist. I don't know. Yeah. If the world knows who Superman is, then yes, they would know who John Kent is. I mean, that I would assume they know, but I, I just thought I'd just check, you know. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I just, I'd like the idea at some point characters just grow in a little bit. Or, sure. Or we get to see a new perspective. Yeah, but I don't I think, think, I don't think Batman needs to change too much, man. Slow down on the old Batman. I'm not, I'm not, again, I'm not saying he has to change a lot. I'm just saying you need to just maybe add things in to freshen the character up. He can't just be this... I keep everyone at an arm's distance. You know, I thought they were going in the right direction when they were giving him the relationship with Catwoman. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, me thought, too, me too. You, know, you could still be a bit dour and sour, but you could throw Catwoman in there every now and again to, you know, to lighten and you see a little bit of a different side of mm. of of Batman. You know what I mean? Again, it doesn't yeah. have to be something major or massive, but just something where we get to experience him slightly in a different context mm. or light or something like that. And just with the whole, like, out or down and his luck, Spider-Man. I mean, it's always the default. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, Spider-Man. He, he, how he can't make rent. Oh, he's down on his luck. He's fucking no money. Everyone hates him. They always somehow work towards that. Yeah. No matter how it changes, it always gets reset back to yeah. that. And I just don't know if I actually care about down on his luck. Everyone hates him. Yeah. Spider-Man, Peter Park. I just don't know if I'm like. I, I maybe I'm just old enough, and I'm just like, you know what? That's been Spider-Man for. <laughs> my whole life mm. maybe i just need a, a different spider-man you know what i mean like um but well, don't forget yeah. remember a spider girl was quite popular back in the day when and i know it was an alternate universe where their baby didn't die yeah but i'm just saying like that sort of stuff shows you that there is a market you know there are mm. the people don't mind seeing their characters grow and again, oh, yeah. if the characters grow it can lead to newer stories newer characters newer dynamics you know what i mean maybe at some point you know John does replace Superman, you know, after fucking 120 years of Superman mm. being Clark Kent or something, because the newer generation will have grown up with him as Superboy mm. and then with him as Superman. You know what I mean? So mm. it's not just like a. That's why I was so annoyed when they're like, oh, he's Superman already. I was like, what the fuck, man? Like, you didn't get like kids and, and people are trying to grow mm. with, 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 uh, with John. You know what I mean? We didn't get to like just, you know, have John and then naturally over the years, you know, as the newer readers get older and older and older, then he becomes a Superman. You basically just, I mean, you had him as John Kent for like 10 years and then you're like, boom, he's Superman now. Like, it's like, wow. Uh. That feels, it feels inorganic. It doesn't feel natural. Uh. I just want to, I don't know. I would, I just want to see Spider-Man evolve a little bit more, you know, maybe have a kid, have a relationship, you know, uh, well, how does Spider-Man handle being a dad yeah. and being Spider-Man and, and you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, maybe he's running... I know that they've had him, like, have his business, but what I mean is, like, imagine Spider-Man, Peter Parker, mm. running his own business that's maybe, like, somewhat successful, not super-duper successful, you know, it's not yeah. like a billionaire or millionaire or anything, but, you know, it's a fairly successful job. It's difficult, mm. and he has to juggle being a husband, uh, a father, a businessman, and Spider-Man. I just think you could tell some interesting stories, and I'm just... I don't know. I'm just, I'm just over the whole. But they always go back to he's got to, he's got to get the photos to make rent, blah blah blah. And in this one, yeah, he's yeah, particularly, yeah. this one, he's particularly down on his luck. You know? Oh yeah, there's uh, there's the debt collectors fucking hounding him, and yeah. May seems to hate him now, and 
Yeah, Mace pissed um, off at him for some reason. Mary Jane seems to hate him, and I don't know. As I said, it just it's I don't I just don't know if I'm interested in this Spider Man anymore. Yeah. No, I dig it, man, and um, it, it, you know it, it's interesting. But I, I'm giving it seven out of ten. Uh, John Romita Junior's art was nice. I thought it was a, always pleasant. Uh, you know what? Yes and no. Mm. Like this is the weird thing. I found like his art was really good, mm. but then there were some panels where I felt it was very like ooh. So I don't know if his artwork is just becoming inconsistent, or some panels he's rushing. Yeah. Um, but I found that the artwork it went from like really good to like ooh. Yeah. Uh, uh, between a couple of pages, so he's been at it a long time now, hasn't he? He's getting older, so I mean, you know. Yeah. I don't know. How old? Uh, put it this way: this is this is not his prime. No. Um, there were there were flashes of it, but there were also flashes of like ooh. Yeah. Yeah, some some disappointing stuff mixed in. I I do tend to agree with you there, Rich. Um, so out of out of ten, what did you give it? Uh, I'll give it my second point five. I'll give it a five point five. Five point five. I'm glad to see you using these five point fives and stuff. It's good to see, Rich. Finally, finally catching on to the way of the future. This is how the cool I'm kids do. Using a point five to where I didn't enjoy something, but I'm trying to be generous. Well, that's fine. That's <laughs> that's how you use a point five. Um, now we're coming to a trade of the week, which was uh, my choice and JLA incarnations. And can I just say, this was a very meaty volume, and um, I did not realize it was going to be so much reading. Uh, I very much enjoy it, but my god, it was a lot of reading. Would you agree? Um, no. 40 page issues. Seven... I, again, I, I, I blitzed through it, uh, I, oh. I thought it was very well paced. Oh, it, dude, like it's incredibly well-paced. I loved this. I, I, I genuinely loved this uh, th- this series. And I think we sort of should take it, you know, issue by issue. The first issue I'm looking at right now, they're doing... Uh, the one thing I will say is I kind of wish they'd done it out of continuity and done the original classic Justice League and had an issue rather than the year one Justice League. Um, but... I hang on, hang on. Sorry, say that again. Well, in in this um, version, which is post crisis but pre New Fifty Two, their their Justice League origin was the J- JLA Year One origin from Mark mm. Wade, rather than the original Justice League of the sixties. You know. Well, of course, because this remember that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, but who gives a shit about that, Rich? I would have preferred they would have done the original Justice League. Like, this no, is basically... I thought, I thought, this, was, I thought this was perfect. Like, well, this Because yeah. this is the history from uh, post-crisis. I, I okay, good... all right, but I I'm just saying what I would have preferred. But regardless, John Ostrander and Val Simiex on Archie's, who's coming onto the show, by the way, in, in June... I thought the artwork and the storytelling was fantastic. I enjoyed the seven issues as much as I've enjoyed anything in years in terms that we've done for the show. I thought this I thought this was a heavy hitter. And I'll say this, I think it's an underrated series. I don't think enough people talk about this series. I think it's a great Justice League uh, storyline that stacks up with some of the really great stories. Now, the first one has Wotan. Um, as and you've got like the Young Arrow, Green Arrow, you've got Aquaman, Black Canary, Hal Jordan, um, I assume Barry and Martian Manhunter. Um, and it kicks things off so well. And uh, the artwork to me, Rich, can we just talk about the art as an artist? Are you looking at this artwork saying this is pretty much this to me feels like my sweet spot? What do you think? 
Um, look, um, I, if I remember correctly, I think this is still fairly early mm. in his career um, mm. because his artwork has definitely gotten better. Mm. Uh, but this is still um, fantastic, um, like, foundation. He's got a fantastic understanding of composition, uh, panels. Um, uh, his uh, flow is good. Um, so, look, uh, the, the, uh, this is not him at his best. Mm. Because, again, this is, I think, a little bit early in his career. You'll actually love some of the Lobo drawings that he's done. Yeah. Um, if if you looked him up, uh, he, he's he's done some good ones. So, um, but to be fair, it also does. Uh, I think it also depends on sometimes the inker, yeah, and the colorist that you have. Because one thing I'll uh, one thing I've noticed is that like the covers, mm. um, and, and all that were done the same. I I felt like maybe he needed a better um, inker, right? Um, because I do think that Val's work looks a little bit better when the lines are a bit more solid. Okay. Um, when when it's a little less scratchy, but again, he his panels are fantastic. His composition is fantastic. Um, everything, uh, uh, the action looks good. Beautiful colors you know. too. Beautiful colorization. I thought. Oh yeah, this is very typical, like two um, thousands. Yeah, I love um, it. I love it, man. Sort of, uh, comics, which again is is fantastic. Um, did you buy this in singles? Again, this you, really, did... Oh yeah, yeah. I've got this in. I've got this in signal uh, singles and all that oh. sort of stuff. But you know what? Again. I like to look at this because sometimes it, I forget what an artist was like earlier in their career. Because mm. you, you know what I mean. You, 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 you read it so long ago. Yeah. And then you're more familiar with their current work, and it's always nice to look back and go, "Oh wow, oh yeah, I can see where he was still, you know, uh, learning this, or mm. it wasn't quite there, and all that sort of stuff." Um, so his art was really good in here, but his art is so much better. Now and that, again, that's a compliment because you always want to get better. Yeah, <laughs> as you as you go on. Um, but again, uh, fantastic, uh, fantastic art, and I love that it was the same artist. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Throughout the whole thing, so that gave it some really nice consistency because they could have easily gone for a different artist for each um, incarnation because obviously the story takes place over multiple. the different um, multiple incarnations uh, inc incarnations of yeah. the Justice League. So obviously you have the original guys you know then you've got your sort of um uh, satellite era then you've got your uh, just before the detroit era yeah detroit era you've got the international era uh -huh. and then you've got like the morrison uh before that you've got the um, extreme got... captain adam one whatever that is uh that's uh, so that's so there's a couple of backup stories that takes place in the international one right uh it's a backup story of the international one because the Justice League Extreme came out of the international one. Mm. So when the Justice League International or uh, Justice League America, Justice League Europe mm. sort of came to an end, they mm. kind of split the books up. So you had, I believe, Wonder Woman was um, the leader of the Justice League, yep. the sort of the main book. Then you had Martian Manhunter who was in charge of uh, leading his own team called Justice League um, Task Force. Mm-hmm. Um, which was they were like more the um spies, so right. they would try and like infiltrate and keep an eye on you know uh, or bad organizations and stuff to try and 
you know, f- uh, find out their plans before shit happen. Mm-hmm. And then you had Justice League uh, uh, Extreme Justice, which was basically <laughs> Captain Atom, and their goal was to basically just kick the shit out of bad people. I love that. That's so ninety sounding. Extreme Justice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah um, uh, interesting times, you know. Again, because you know, you guys saw the difference. But again, I love that. I love that the story takes place over the incarnations, and I like that there is a a secondary character in Tully. Yes. Um, who's basically this guy who's like totally in love with the heroes and then gets a bit disillusioned with the heroes, um, which is an interesting thing because when you think about it, as the incarnations go on, it does almost become darker mm. in, 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 in a way. Do you know what I mean? Like more shit's happening. You can see how time, the, you know, the, the, the world's becoming a little bit changed mm. and, and, you know, past your nineties, you know, all the characters are a little bit darker. And so, you know, he does lose a bit of his way, uh, loses a bit of faith with him and all that sort of stuff. But it was really good. I like that they incorporated him into one of the stories. Um, yeah, that was cool. Was actually with the Justice League. And he got um, to see them, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, really good. Very interesting. Um, the only thing that I found a little bit weird mm. is that they didn't make any references. To... So the final story mm. actually ties into Justice League Year One. Right. So the final arc of the story of the incarnations mm-hmm. um, makes references to Justice League um, Year One. Yes, it does. Line. Yeah, yeah. But it's just so weird to me that they never mentioned it at all, like in like maybe the first issue, just so that you you knew. Like, sure. So when it came back, you'd be like, ah, oh, so that reared his ugly head. I mean, if you never read Earth uh, Year One, yeah, you wouldn't have known about it. You probably wouldn't really know what was going on because I. Um, I would have thought that they should have mentioned that maybe in the first issue or something, you know, or oh. maybe just have that come at the t- you know, like mm. maybe the book starts with them defeating those guys. Yeah. I will say this. It's quite the writing duty that Australia took on. He, he was really oh, quite, okay. quite challenging. Like, and I, I'm impressed by it. Like, I want to mention something I really, because for me, my favorite era is the satellite era. Okay. I have a huge soft spot for that. And I loved that they did two on the satellite era. One at the start of it where the satellite's coming up. And I also liked the fact they used Green Arrow as a POV character a lot. If you notice, Green Arrow is kind of a bit of a backbone through the book. His changes. Um, and um, oh, uh, so For the first three issues, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I really liked that. And then you saw the one where... So you saw the creation of the satellite. And at first, Green Arrow's got like a lot of reservations. And then the next issue was at the end of the satellite era and everyone was going through, it was that early 80s, everyone was going through too much stuff on their plate. Like Flash was Flash had issues, he was on trial for the murder of his wife, which we know was a trial of the Flash storyline. Hal had been in space for too long. Black Canary's no, on, mother he was, was just... No, no, he was on trial for the murder of his wife's killer. Oh, I thought it was the murder of his wife. Oh, okay. No, well, no, 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 no. So he killed... Um... He okay. killed a uh, uh, reverse flash. I see. Well, um, anyway, regardless, he was on a he was on trial. He was on trial. Uh, Black Canary's mother had just passed away. Uh, the original Black Canary. Uh, Hal had issues. Like everyone was kind of strung out and stretched too thin. And I liked that sort of contrast in the issues. I thought it was really effective. And I kept thinking to myself, man, for some reason, this this isn't on shelves in hardcover like year one is but it should be i actually think in incarnations is a fantastic read and i love the way each element of all the different eras kind of got their chance to shine like you had just league international it winds up with the morrison one 
um, it felt I don't know when I got when I bought them in singles at the time I loved it but I was a bit overwhelmed because I don't think I had the full context of the times but reading it now having read a bit more Just League I'm like man this is a really impressive feat and I love the artwork I I, I thought Val Simex on Art Duties was is it's my kind of art you know um, very consistent very strong st- strong jaws uh, nice costumes. Uh, it, it felt to me, this is what, when I, when I think of superhero comics, this is the kind of thing in my mind that I, that I think of for big blockbuster, just like, you know, action. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's your foot. I mean, it's definitely, it's, it's definitely a big action. Yeah. Um, the high concept stuff. I need to actually look up when he actually did this, um, in his career. It, um, no, it came out in a, in a, in about two thousand two, r- yeah, roughly. Yeah, yeah, but I'm just. I think he may have actually been working before that. So I'm thinking that maybe the art may just be the actual inker mm. that I might just have an issue with. It it, ca- it came out in the early two thousands. Um, the, the JLA incarnations we're talking about, yeah. I'm looking at some of his um, Conan stuff mm. where the lines are darker, mm-hmm. thicker, um, and it looks way better. Yeah, well, so I think the art is fine, but I think I'll be honest again. Sorry, I'm, I look at things with a critical eye just because right. I do the art. I think, I think the inker does let the book down a little bit. Well, yeah, okay. Well, you know, I mean, I dug it, but um, Rich is, you know, obviously you're more of an artist than me, so you know, you know what you're talking about, Rich. I've got no idea, but but I, I just go on, I just go on looks, you know. Um, but like you say, you you. I mean, I I, lo- I love his artwork. I, I've just got to think for this style of artwork. I I don't know how to describe well, okay. it. What I'm going to do, Dave, mm. um, just just to give you a point of reference, I'm going to share a an image with you. Sure. In Discord. We, in Discord, okay. This so, is of him. Uh, okay, this is I can see fighting it. The demon. demon. Okay, looks good. Look to at me. the look one. Look at the color and the inking, like mm. the line work on that. Yeah. It's just it's just more solid. It's just sharper. It's it's more defined. It's more clearer, mm. and it just gives it a better quality. I just again the art is fine. I just think, I think the ink, I think the ink of the lines are yeah. just not as good. Well, you know, we we can talk about like his when we get him on the on the um when we get him on on signal. We'll talk about JLA incarnations. We'll talk about his Conan. You know, we could talk about his Lobo. You know all these kind of things. You can ask him some artistic questions, and all that kind of stuff. Oh, I'm looking like, forward to it. Yeah, no, I'm. I'm really looking forward to it. It's the first time I'm going to. Here's the thing. I want to talk to him about covers. Yeah, sure. Because I it. think I honestly I think the com the the art of comic book covers is just so poor right now. Really, like not not everything, but just more overall. Because mm. like everyone's kind of like now these days when you do a cover, it's almost just like of a person's face, almost. Sure. You know, yeah. like. Yeah, it's it's just so like mundane. Whereas like covers, like every single one of these covers, mm. uh, for it tells a story. Yeah, from issue from issue one all the way to issue seven, mm. um, the covers tell you a story. The first cover, you've got the JSA and the JLA fighting, right? Mm. And I do like that one character sort of is like uh, a bit big on the page yeah. from like the uh, from the Justice League. But then you've got like the, the the second issue, and the second issue is like them uh, fighting a fucking dinosaur that's shooting yeah like laser beams out of it. You know what I mean? Like I just feel like the art of telling a story 
or yeah. getting you hype for an issue it's just like it's almost non-existent man it's, it's like a bit it lost like, it's a bit yeah, lost i just don't know what it is it mm. just doesn't I don't know. I used to get so pumped for like covers. Covers used to like really, you know, you, you, when you went looking through comics, it was just such good covers. You'd be like, oh my God, what's happening on this cover? I've got to find out what's happening in this book because the cover is telling you a story. Or yeah, I, I, I excited agree. about something. What was your favorite issue in this, in this seven issues? Like, give me your two favorites, which incarnations and which issue? Shit, man, that, that's a really tough one. Um, I, again, I like the I like the first one because it's always interesting um, seeing the just the, the JSA and the JLA sort of at each other's throats. Yeah, um, I know that was done because of Wotan was sort of like manipulating them and all that, but it's just interesting. Um, and again, that's why I would say like legacy is missing in DC right now. But the fact that you can have like the younger replacement characters fighting with the sure the older and all that sort of stuff. Um, I uh, Jesus man. Honestly, I like all of it, man, because mm. every single issue has got a cool element of, like, the history of the Justice League. Like, I love um, – I'm not a massive fan, usually, of Batman uh, giving Superman a lecture, mm. but I even enjoyed in issue two where um, um, uh, Batman says to him, you don't respect the League, and he goes, what do you mean? And he goes, well, you, you don't listen to them. You just come barging in trying to save the day. And he's like, I just don't want anyone to be hurt. And he's like, well, I trust them to yeah. do the job. Yeah. When I, I when I tell them to do things, I trust that they can do it and they're capable. With you being like, I'll try and do it all, it's you saying that you don't trust. So again, I love that point and I like that Superman sort of take took that on board, you know, showed yeah. that he he does care. Um I, again I liked issue five with uh, the little backup story with Barry Allen. That was cool. Um, going into Force and he's sort of saying goodbye to everyone. He even says, Hal, like, I know what you'll become, I know your guilt. Yeah, yeah. You know. Well, again, because all the stuff is written, you know, that's why you can sometimes nicely go back. But uh, I like again, I like issue four as well because you got a little bit more with uh, with uh, Aquaman mm. and you know how he's getting pissed off with everyone, you know, having not as much time. I like that issue. And, I really that was probably my favorite. Uh, and you know issue. what? I take my hat off to Australia that he could even do an issue of Blue Detroit. Beetle and Booster Gold, yeah, and and have it feel like it was written. Well, that's right. I As mean, part of that series, you know yeah. what I mean. He could, he he, he sort of tapped into the humor. Yeah. Um, uh, for the for the most part, I thought it was a good uh, accurate representation. Like, I even like Detroit. Detroit. I even like Detroit. That's man. Yeah. Australia taps into so many different things in this because not only is he tapping into like the just of the Justice League incarnations, like the main ones, he's tapping into extreme justice. He's tapping yeah. into um, uh, Barry Allen at the the crisis. You know what I mean? He's tapping into like the Detroit era, the like, you know, because one of the stories is part of the crisis. You know, we, um, you know, the, the the Detroit people have just sort of taken over satellites. Being well, that can, can I ask a question? Because because I remember when this came out in singles, I I was very excited. So what I don't quite understand is this is post crisis, and the original um, Justice League didn't happen, but then the crisis happened. And I'm like, I don't get it. Like, oh, okay, no, no, no. Okay, so, so Dave, um, when Crisis happened, all they did was they folded all the stuff together to give it one unified history. Mm. So the satellite era still happened. Mm. It just didn't happen on Earth One as a separate Earth with the Justice, the other Justice League slash Justice Society on another Earth. Yeah. So. 
all of this is done is yes. So originally, the satellite era and even the Detroit era started off pre-crisis. Yes. Yeah. So anything after pre-crisis basically still kind of happens. It's just that the history of all the different Earths got folded into one Earth. But, but so now instead of there being uh, a separate justice society on a different Earth, they now were just the original heroes from the past. Yeah, I get that. But, but like Wonder Woman and all that didn't happen, you know, because Wonder Woman's in the original Justice League, whereas this one she's not in it hardly at all. Like well, correct. So after, yeah. No, so what they did was obviously – Given everyone one history means that you can't have Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman involved in World War II. So they got written out of that history. Right. And that's why they did the Justice League Year One. Because the Justice League Year One was to basically. Yeah, but, but then how does, the how does Crisis happen? How, how could Crisis happen? Well, okay, here's, I get it's all fictional. So, but what I don't, here's what I don't understand. I get it. They retconned away the original Justice League. I understand that. And Justice League Year One is the original in this post-crisis. I understand that. What I don't understand is, so they're going along, all the different incarnations. We've got, like, goes from the Year One guys to the satellite guys to the end of the satellite guys to um, Detroit to with vibe and all that is that detroit with vibe and everybody mm-hmm. yeah so for, so that that era so that era are the ones who are the just and they're and i really like that issue i love that issue because australia really deals with it really well like how people are calling them a joke and all that then the crisis with the monitors you know the tuning forks and all that shit happen now mm. what i'm trying to understand is when the crisis happened okay originally this event happened, and everyone from all around... It, it seemed like, looking at this issue, that the crisis happened. But it happened then. So what, what I'm trying to understand is, like, did they know at the time that all the... Like, what I'm trying to say is, if time had changed so after crisis... People, so people know what the result of the crisis was, yes. Okay, but here's my point. If, if, if time had just been going along since the 60s, you know, and then crisis happened in like 1985 or 84, whenever it happened. It, like, why wouldn't the original Justice League be issue one? Because it didn't change until 1985. That's what I'm trying to say. Because the crisis happened in this comic. And so why wouldn't that then... Why? Uh, that's what I don't understand. <laughs> Did that, do I make sense? Okay. Uh, yeah, I understand. So, okay, so the crisis is basically it's a fixed point in time. Uh-huh. It can't be changed, right. right? So it still happens. The difference is, is that people who are folded together don't have as much recollection about the, the, um, the, the crisis mm. as people who weren't folded in together, if that makes sense. So because there were so many different supermen mm. and they got all folded into one, he kind of almost got reset and okay. doesn't have that much memory of um, the crisis. Um, uh, and, of course, again, Barry still dies because, again, the crisis is a fixed point. Mm-hmm. All it did was basically combine the history of every Earth into one Earth. But the crisis still has to happen at the point in time that it basically happens. So it's, it's still an event. Okay. So it's still an event. Right. Um it's just that how people, I guess, remember the event or their past. But but the, but, but the crisis then the wipes back. It wipes back in time, so that what w- incarnations 
when I thought of it, I thought it was going to be 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, no. 2000s. That's why, like, that's why, like, the entire thing happens over, like, a, a 10, 15-year period. Got you. I understand. So it's purely a post, like, if we're getting kind of really geeky about it, it's the post-crisis, pre-New 52 incarnations of the Just League, how they would fit into the continuity in that time period, yeah? Yeah. Gotcha. Okay, I understand. I, You know what? I think I just forgot it is, that. Look, I, I'll be honest with you. It is very – the crisis was something that was to fix up the whole multiple Earth shit and, and put everything with one history, mm. but it, has, it does cause a lot of fucking confusion and um, – I mean, yeah, and none and of that, no, you does, know, yeah. It complicates things at the same time. So yes. it does simplify things, but at the same time, because it's a fixed point in time mm. that has to happen, and so people still know about it, it's it's like the new 52, right? It is similar. Yeah, it's very to, similar. Yeah. Where they're trying to do a soft yeah. reboot without changing everything. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's, it's one of those. The only difference is I would say that mm, uh, Crisis was a better outcome yeah, yeah I think it was more successful. It was probably more planned, and they were more committed. You know, New Fifty Two always screamed a bit of um, uh, it, it wore its gimmick fairly heavily. If you know what I mean, I don't think they had well, the planning. Said, the, the, the thing with so here's the thing: Crisis wasn't actually a reboot. Mm. Um, it was just a way of combining all the Earth into one, so that they would just have. But one, they did one reboot a lot of things, like Superman got rebooted. You know. Well, again, that's why I said characters that had multiple uh, interpretations or iterations, mm. they kind of got a bit of a reboot because we you needed to retell their story from like, okay, this is the history of Superman. But, mm. you know, but your characters like Martian Manhunter and, and, and Green Arrow, they didn't necessarily need to change. They didn't really need to be rebooted. Because well, Batman barely have... changed. Batman barely changed. Well, I mean, to be fair, Batman's lucky in that... Um, well, except for getting rid of his daughter and oh. the wife and all that sort of stuff. But that didn't happen um, in Earth 1. That was in Earth 2 that he had the wife and all that. No, no, but my point is he his character isn't that much changed. No, no, not uh, at all. But with, but with with Superman, you've got Superman, you've got Supergirl, you've got Superboy, you've got another Superman. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the, the, there was just so many stuff that they needed to sort of kind of – they needed to reboot the character to have him be oh. one oh. character, but – then people are like, okay, but then what's his history? What's so? What's the history of Superman? If all the others, which one counts? Yeah. So that's why I said the more, the more complex or convoluted the sort of history was, like oh. your Wonder Woman, your Superman, they kind of got a reboot. But kind of everyone else didn't really get a reboot. It was kind of just like, oh, just continue as normal because they're not that different. Just maybe a little bit of their history has changed as to maybe yeah. when they came on the scene. Yeah. Not. Yeah. You know, not the actual character or the did, origin. What happened to Green Lantern? Did did he did Hal get a big reboot or not? No, uh, so because Hal wasn't even even uh, a Green Lantern during the crisis. I was. I was John Stewart, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah, that's right. Uh, that's right. And again, the Green Lantern history didn't really change no. after the crisis because okay. all they did was say, oh, "Okay, so we're just going to make uh, Alan." Um, uh, Alan Scott, the original Green Lantern mm. from 40s, uh -huh. who would have retired, and then this Green Lantern still, his history doesn't change. He's still a pilot. 
still gets the ring. So, so again, nothing changed. So whenever there was a character where nothing changed with the origin, mm. they just didn't get a reboot. They just continued as... What we, was the storyline where Green Lantern's like a drink driver or something, or a drunk driver, whatever you say? So, again, um, they still did, like, um, retcons mm-hmm. for, for the characters. So you would get stuff like um, Emerald... Um, Emerald Dawn, is that it? Yeah, yeah, I've never read it. I, I, I know the name of it, but two. I've never read it. Yeah, but that was just to sort of give you a bit of a retelling to mm. tweak um, the origin a little bit. You know, maybe yeah. give it a little bit more nuance because yeah. obviously the origin is from like fucking sixties, where it's very like bada boom, bada bang. Here's that's the, a great. You know I mean? Can so, I say that that's a great origin though? When Abin Sir crash lands and brings him to yeah. the thing, that's a great. So, origin. Yeah, I mean, just over time, they just they, I think they just gave everyone a little bit more of a nuance. So it wasn't a reboot, just like oh, let's just read. You know, let's just add a bit of nuance to the to the origin. We'll, we'll do a little bit of retcon in, but it's not. Yeah. A, but it wasn't a, like a reboot. So. Gotcha. Anyway, it's interesting, it's man. Very, uh, very convoluted, very complex. Yeah, it's cool. I enjoy talking about it though, and I really am glad we did this issue, the, this series, because I've got a soft spot for it. Because I there was I went through a period, um, which I mentioned before on the show, where I was pretty much only buying Justice League, and I was buying Young Justice, um, and I would, you know, I was I was and, and Green Lantern. I was buying Green Lantern, uh, Kyle Rayner, and I was just still slightly connected to buying comics. You know what I mean? I, I hadn't fully gone back into it. I was really just following JLA for Morrison. But I did pick this up because I thought it was interesting. I didn't even know who John Ostrander was at the time, but I remember really enjoying it and really at the and but I've never really revisited it. So going back to revisit it now has been a real pleasure actually. Um you know because sometimes it's fun to, you know, something that you were reading way back in the day, Rich, and then you, you come back to it and you're like, oh, yeah, that's right. I really did enjoy this, you know? Um, I did. Yeah, no, so it was, uh, yeah, no, for, for me, a real pleasure. I'm going to give this, get ready, a 9 out of 10. I think it's a particularly good JLA and a particularly strong DC work, and I think great art, great writing. Uh, it, it's a personal favourite, 9 out of 10 for me. Agreed. Yeah. Going all mm-hmm. the way, excellent! I love it, Rich. Easy, wow. Oh, I'll be honest. I'll be honest with you. Had the inking been better, and I got a ten out of ten. Well, okay. Well, shout out to the inker, whoever he was. Um, now, so I've done nine out of ten. Uh, Rich, have you got for next week? Have you already thought of something you want to do? Remembering we've got, uh... yeah? or you can think about it. You can take your time and think about it. I don't mind. Doesn't worry me. I just thought I don't mean to put you on the spot. You know, it's up to you, whatever you'd like to do. I've got a couple of options, okay. but I haven't narrowed it down, so All right. well, I will get back to you. We will announce that on the Facebook page shortly um, when Rich makes his mind up. Jesus. Um, now, I do want to say thank you very much. least I don't choose 12 books to read in a week. Oh, fuck, man. I was, it was honestly like I was – I actually felt like I was in school doing homework at one point. Now, um, okay, look. I want to say thank you to the listeners. Thank you for supporting the show. Please follow us on Facebook and Twitter, Signal of Doom. You'll find us there easily. Please, if you can, if you can afford it, if you can swing it, uh, helping the show out um, with the Patreon is very much appreciated. So patreon.com slash Signal of Doom. All the funds get plowed straight back into the show, uh, paying for hosting costs and all that. And we are now bringing you, um, obviously, 
Dread or Dead and Legion Outpost in in you know addition to uh, Signal of Doom. Now, Rich, we we have got planned in the next couple of weeks. There'll be a new Dread or Dead doing Apocalypse War. I do want to mention if you enjoy Judge Dread and 2000 AD, check out the latest one we just did, which uh, is a Johnny Alpha Strutting and Dog interlude. It was a lot of fun having uh, Rich and Adam on the show for that. We had a lot of fun with that one, didn't we, Rich? Yeah, indeed. Yeah, yeah it was good it was nice times. to have a chat with Adam again. Oh, he's a lovely guy. Um, uh, he's a lovely guy with an amazing recall of memory, which I just do not have. And uh, so, yeah, next week will be Richest Choice. Um, we're proud members of the collective. You've got a lot of shows on there. Into the Night, we've mentioned them last time. It's a Krypton. You've got Trapped in a World, the Howard Duck podcast that Russell and Noel do. You've got Ghost Spider Groupies. You've got uh, Inner Demons with Brian Biggie, my personal favourite. new episode just came out there. Capes and Lunatics. I was on the Ultimate Spider podcast or Spidercast um, with Phil. Uh, and Ray, just the other day, I did a bit of moonlighting, Rich, in my spare time. Uh, we're covering mm-hmm. the Clone Saga, Ben Riley. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of shows on there, man. Check out the Collective. Um, they're all over Twitter, and there's tons of good shows. You've got the Legion of Substitute Podcasters doing a whole lot of stuff. That, in essence, Rich, wraps us up uh, for tonight. Any final messages for the audience? Any you know, State of the Union address you want to give? Uh, no, no uh, hopefully no one's sick of me this week. Uh, other no, than man. that, no man. And for me, the message is very simple: keep on killing. All right, thank you, <laughs> and good night. Good night.